The views and opinions of today's broadcast is not necessarily the views or opinions of the TJRS radio network. Thank you for being a loyal listener and enjoy the show. Online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS radio network. You may write me down in history with your bitter twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I'll rise. Good morning, and welcome to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show, the show where we discuss politics, social issues affecting people of color, and every now and then a little comedy as well. Now here's your host, Jay Ryle. Good Sunday morning. Thank you so much, by the way. Good Sunday morning to you. Today is March 28, 2021, and here are the things that we'll be talking about next on the serious side of the J. Rouse Show. The governor is signing a bill that affects all Georgians. Why is he doing it in private, and why is he trying to keep elected officials who are representing us out of the process? Exactly. Are you serious? No, you are not. Oh, Represent- no. She's not under arrest. What for what? Under arrest for what? For trying to see something that our governor is doing? Virginia uh, is proud of a lot of things, but one thing we shouldn't be proud of is that we've executed more people than any other state. Uh, Ten senators uh, put amendments out there all night long to uh, lessen or remove uh, the black farmers' uh, uh, language out of the uh, uh, spending bill. I mean, so here they had one, nearly $2 trillion of, of uh, relief money going out to to the American people, and they want to pick on, uh, you know, black farmers, people who can't defend themselves and, and uh, you know, ridicule us in, in, in uh, such a manner on the House floor. It's, it's really disgusting. Even after the humiliation and what he dragged the country through in 2013. Senator Manchin reiterated today that he doesn't support background checks for all gun sales, which is something that has already passed the House. We begin with a Long Island mother who says her black son was forced by a white school administrator to kneel while apologizing to a teacher. And tonight, she's calling that act racist. You cannot tell me in a one-on-one game now that LeBron James would to dominate my Oh, in a one-on-one game, LeBron James, 6'9", 260 pounds. If the game was at 7, I think LeBron would win 7-3. to three. Did you just say it to a microphone that LeBron James would beat Michael Jordan in a one-on-one? One-on-one match. One-on-one? LeBron James is 6'9", 260. He moves like a guard. He moves like a guard. He defends like a guard. And winner take out. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Radio Network. Hola, it is Sunday morning once again. Welcome into the serious side. Of course, I'm Jay. Thank you so much for being in the hizzy. And I'm never here by myself. We have Vanessa Mae Bell, my big sister's in the house. She watches MSNBC and CNN and hang out with Trump folks so you don't have to. The educated brother himself, Mr. Johnny D from the Carolinas, is in the place to be. And, of course, Mr. L to the E to the S, the brother. With, call him the host with the most. What's up, guys? Welcome into the show. What take you what are you guys as excited as i am because we have a lot to talk about good morning vanessa how are you good morning jay good morning happy palm sunday hey absolutely that's right resurrection sunday thank you so much for bringing that up johnny d what's up man good morning 
Good morning. Good morning. Just uh, extremely blessed to be here on this Palm Sunday and going into the Holy Week. So, uh, thank you. Thank you, as usual, Jay, for this opportunity. A lot of topics, so uh, I will prepare myself accordingly. (laughs) You always prepare, brother. You don't have to do anything special. I know. Doesn't he sound like one of those CNN uh, anchors? Yeah, I love this guy. Uh, my, my main man, Mr. Elias, is in the house. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning to you, sir. Good morning, Nessa. Good morning, Kathleen. Good morning, Marion and Music. Good morning, Rich Sister. Good morning, Mama B. Good morning, my brother Hawthorne. Good morning, my brother Jerome. Good morning. Good there morning. he is. All right, so the number is 347-850-1272. Chat room should be open. Go to the chat room. Hang out at all the social media sites that we monitor throughout the course of the show. Guys, we have so much to talk about this morning. And, you know, my Lord, first of all, before we get into it, um, you know, next week starts the trial of Derek Chauvin. Now, we're not going to talk about that today on the show because I'm pretty sure it will definitely be a topic of discussion next week. But, uh, you know, I, I tell you what, what, what do you guys expect? What do you think is going to happen next tomorrow? <laughs> I have no faith in the Jets judicial system. So what am I expecting? It could get a slap yeah. on the wrist. I'm expecting that. That's what I expect. There's no way, man. I mean, there's yeah, no way. Yeah. Eight minutes and 40. Come on. Come on, Johnny. Talk. Yeah. Say, say what's Johnny. Hey, you, Come on. You, you know what? I, I'm, I'm going to be a little bit more optimistic, a little bit yeah. faithful in, in, this, in the sense that I think justice will, will certainly be served in this case here. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. I mean, well, yeah, okay. Mr. Elias, uh, okay, do this. But hold on, Mr. Elias. But hold on, Mr. Elias. But Mr. Elias, take this in consideration. I know, you, I know you're a little bit fired up. Take this in consideration. Replace George Floyd and put a doll down there and have an officer put their neck, put their knee on the neck of a doll. People would be outraged. Everybody was at home and saw this. I, I just don't see how he gets out of this. But who knows? We'll see. Now, Vanessa, um, a lady by the name of Cameron throughout the week sent me a clip saying that last week when we played Name That Tune and you got the, the song right, she came back and said, no, Miss Vanessa said it was Michael Jackson, Walk With You. And when she sent me the clip, that is what she said, Vanessa, walk with you. So, Vanessa, you got it wrong last week, okay? You got it wrong. So, what's, so what's the exact word? Walk with, walk with me? It's rock with you. Rock, rock. with you, Vanessa. Oh, okay, that's right. It is. That's right. You're oh, right. Lord have mercy, Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, you and Bobby Jones, Midnight Star. You two guys, boy, wow. Musical lessons coming up for the two of you. Now, all of us, there's no secret, all of us are north of 50 on this show. But uh, one of us will be just a little bit more due north than others. Hmm, would someone like to guess who that person is? I, I would say it was you. Uh, no. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no. Yeah, okay. 
Yeah, well, you know what? Well, hold up. See, the person who spoke the loudest is the person that hmm, I could be talking about, Vanessa. So, Vanessa, you want to sing happy birthday to the big boy because it's, you know, it's that time of the year. Happy birthday. Uh-uh. Sing the black happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. That one? Yeah, happy birthday to ya. Happy birthday. With a mouthful of mush in her mouth. Okay, whatever. All right, so, uh, Mr. Elias, you know this is about to happen. So, what, 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 Vanessa? Vanessa, I love you. I never forget Vanessa's birthday. She never does. Never does. Ever. Okay. All right, but, okay, well, that's true. Okay. You got a house full of dogs. A house full of dogs. And a daughter moving. But I will tell y'all this. Now y'all eat y'all. Tell us something. If y'all okay. Okay. We're going to eat our heart out. Tell us. Potatoes and carrots last night in my crosshide, and I was just up checking it and tasting it. And Lord Jesus, it's good. So I'm sorry that I was sick. Oh, my God. you trying to get don't break your arm don't break your arm pat yourself on the back Vanessa. lord have mercy jesus don't break your arm pat yourself on the back good golly miss money well there it is we have so much to get into i'm telling you i'm excited we have a lot to get into this morning and so without any further ado we're going to jump right into it all right three four seven eight five oh one two seven two uh it is time for an npr news update like we always do and i tell you just get ready. Just get ready, because there's a lot, a lot, a lot to talk about. It's the new edition of The Serious Side. Glad you guys are in the house. We'll be right back with this morning's lineup. It is funky, Mr. Elias, because we have a lot. I mean, when I tell you a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot to talk about. It's The Serious Side right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. Right back after this, don't you go nowhere. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Amy Held. Severe weather is hitting the south once again today with another round of strong storms impacting several states. Crews in the Nashville area making numerous water rescues. The area has been experiencing flash flooding amid heavy rain. A correctional officer in Oklahoma is free after being taken hostage on Saturday. Quinton Chandler from member station KOSU reports the inmate who attacked him was killed. A jail detainee in Oklahoma was killed by police in an attempt to rescue a correctional officer who was taken hostage. Jail detainees complained they were acting in response to inhumane conditions inside the troubled building on videos uploaded to multiple social media platforms. This weekend, hundreds of unaccompanied teenage girls who crossed the border in Texas seeking asylum are arriving in San Diego. Max Rivlin-Nadler from member station KPPBS reports. 
the convention center will eventually hold nearly 1,500 female teenage migrants. The first 500 are arriving this weekend. Health and Human Services officials say migrants will stay at the shelter for about a month each. Area Democratic Congressman Scott Peters says moving the teens to the convention center is a humanitarian response to a broken asylum system. This is not the answer to immigration reform. This is not the answer to a f- asylum reform, or even the answer for hundreds of girls who will rest their heads here over the next few months. Uh, and we're all committed to solving the bigger problem. Case managers from local organizations will be on site to help the girls find their families in the U.S. or connect with sponsors. For NPR News, I'm Max Rivlin-Adler in San Diego. Asian Americans are leading rallies across the nation this weekend after eight people were shot dead at Atlanta-area spas, including six women of Asian descent. Josie Huang from member station KPCC attended a demonstration in Los Angeles' Koreatown. The slain Asian spa workers were remembered as hundreds marched through Koreatown. Congresswoman Judy Chu disputed the shooter's claim that race was not a factor. The fight that he chose were three spots where there was no doubt that Asian women would be killed. Denny Kim, who attended the rally, said he was left shaken after the Atlanta shootings. It got so bad to the point where they're killing our folks now. Kim said he had been attacked last month in Koreatown by two men who shouted racial slurs and left him with a black eye and broken nose. Police say they are investigating the incident as a hate crime. For NPR News, I'm Josie Huang in Los Angeles. More than a third of all U.S. adults have now received at least one dose of a COVID-19 vaccine, according to the CDC. The rollout is rapidly picking up pace, just as cases and hospitalizations also tick up. Most states have said they will make all adults eligible for a vaccine by May 1st. Johnson & Johnson is speeding up production of its single-dose shot. It's NPR News. Right now, the COVID-19 vaccines are available to millions of Americans, and soon, they will be available to everyone. This vaccine means hope. It will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. I want to go back to work, and I want to be able to move around. To visit with Michelle's mom, to hug her and see her on her birthday. You know, I'm really looking forward to is going to opening day in Texas Ranger Stadium with a full stadium. We've lost enough people and we've suffered enough damage. In order to get rid of this pandemic, it's important for our fellow citizens to get vaccinated. I'm getting vaccinated because we want this pandemic to end as soon as possible. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. So roll up your sleeve and do your part. This is our shot. Now it's up to you. Online radio at its best. The governor is signing a bill that affects all Georgians. Why is he doing it in private and why is he trying to keep elected officials who are representing us out of the process? Are you serious? No, you are not. She's not under arrest. For what? Under arrest for what? For trying to see something that our governor is doing? Our governor is signing a bill that affects all Georgians. If you're going to arrest an elected representative. Why are you arresting her? Tell us now. Why are you arresting her? Sign it. Give me a reason why you are arresting her. 
Give me a reason why you are arresting her. Welcome back in three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Governor Kemp, Georgia's uh, governor, signed into law one of the most regressive voting bills uh, that we've seen in a very, very long time. Um, and as you heard the commotion there, State Representative Park Cannon was arrested for knocking on the door of the governor's office as he signed this repulsive bill. It's something that, um, you know. When you watch what's playing out in front of America, it really makes you wonder what the hell's going on. So now, Mr. Elias, let's start with you on this. You know, once again, I know this question is redundant. I know it sounds stupid, but you weren't surprised when you saw this, right? I mean, she knocks on the door, and she's arrested. She's a state representative, Mr. Elias, and she gets arrested. No, I'm not. Are you kidding me? What am I, why would I be surprised? Look what happened. Look what happened on January 6th in Washington, D.C. Them folks walked in there. They, they stormed the state capitol. They, they broke stuff. They desecrated. They, 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 they spread feces. They urinated. They brought Confederate flags, and they did everything else and walked out there and went home. And they got mad because they had to come back and, get, and, and, get, and uh, go to stand trial in D.C. And they, 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 they won everything. So, no, am I surprised? Not at all. Not one iota am I surprised at this one. No. Mm-mm. Nope. But you, know, but you know the thing that really gets me, Vanessa, is that, yeah, that was very hard to watch, her being led off in handcuffs, a state representative for just knocking on the door of the governor's office. But let's talk about what's in the bill. You know, we talked about this for weeks leading up to this show, how now it is officially illegal for you to give people food and water who are standing in line to vote, lines that were created by this, you know, this law. You can't be within 150 feet of people standing in line and issue water to folks who are standing in line. You can't do it. So in other words, what's going to probably happen, people are going to probably say, hold my place in line. They're going to go 150 feet to go get water. They have reduced the number of drop boxes for you to be mm-hmm. able to early vote. They put in place all these different um, IDs and things of that nature to say that if you're going to absentee vote, you have to have one hell of a reason. Now, keep in mind, Governor Kemp actually, you know, he actually uh, absentee voted, okay? Mm-hmm. But, 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 okay, but here's... But the yeah, no-voting no on weekends, Jay, is horrible. But, but, but hold on. No, 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 no. This is horrible. Vanessa, 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 this is the most horrible part. The state now has the ability to overturn election results that they don't like. So they have taken uh-huh. yep. this, funda- this right from the uh, uh, Attorney General's office, and now... They can come back and say, so let's rewind to what just happened. Because the reason this is going on is because of what Donald Trump did, okay? And the thing that's so funny about this situation, and I mean that literally because it's not funny, but what's really crazy is that the GOP are changing the rules and laws that they put into place in the first place. Now those laws are no longer working for them, so now they need to change it again. So when Donald Trump called, 
the attorney general's office saying, can you find me whatever the number of votes that he was looking for? 1,100. Now the state can actually come in and say, well, guess what? We're going to overturn these results and make Donald Trump the winner of the state. They are taking the will of the people out of it. Why vote? When they can, absolutely. Why vote, Vanessa, when they can change the results based on who they want to win that particular election? Go ahead, Vanessa. You know what? I was hoping that you was going to talk about that today, and I kind of figured you would. I am so uh, not only appalled at the the, the senators and the Congress and governors and every damn body there that in the next elected official that's supposed to be for the people, not for certain mm-hmm. people. I just cannot believe that the Georgia people, and I ain't got on Facebook yet because I ain't had time to deal with this, but you know what? If I was Georgia, I don't understand why Georgia, which is supposed to be black people capital, I don't understand why they're not out there protesting, picking, riding, walking they down are. the street. I don't understand they're that. Not. They're not saying they're anything. Doing all that. You don't even hear anything about it on Facebook. I haven't left. I haven't heard any, they're, they're, seen they're anybody. It's not big, though, Ms. Dillard. On my side. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I, am, I just can't believe that. But you know what? If, if I want some water and I'm in my little scooter because I'm disabled and I'm supposed to be standing in line and I don't get some water, I'm going to be suing somebody. Somebody, somebody, somebody. So the Disability Act is going to kick in on this some kind of way. But then most important, I think what my husband is appalled at, that you can't go vote on Sundays after church or you can't go vote on a Saturday. They did that so that the working class people – Black people specifically can't get out there and vote. And what is Stacey Abrams them doing about this? I mean, are they They're trying fighting. to get this to the Supreme Court or what? Yeah, They're trying. They're, they're, they, they got they got lawsuits. They, they, they got lawsuits. Twenty two, y'all. They got they got lawsuits. Twenty twenty four. This is set up for twenty twenty two. Well, keep in mind that Governor Kemp narrowly won that race uh, back in 2018. And you know what he did when he was the attorney general? He purged names off the voting rolls. And I think he purged just enough in order for him to win. I mean, what's going on right now is just a blatant, blatant, blatant uh, uh, thing of of misjustice. Let's bring in uh, Jackie's in the house. Good morning, Jackie. Welcome in. Well, they're, 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 Vanessa, they're in the process of filing all these, these lawsuits. It just happened. So we all know that it's not going to happen overnight. I mean, hell, I, I, I'm still fighting something in court from three years ago, you know, and I still haven't even had a court date. So we know how that works. But, I mean, the bottom line is is that this is fresh and brand new. And at the end of the day, you know, Governor Kemp, once again, just to prove the hypocrisy in all this, uh, the bottom line is is that, he absentee voted because, like Mr. Elias said, he had COVID, right? So based on this new law, his vote would have not, okay? His vote would not would not have counted if this law was in effect. And the fact that, once again, these are laws that the Georgia Republicans, because Georgia has always been controlled by the Republican Party, but these are laws that they already had in place, but they're saying, my God, Georgia is browning. You know, it's starting to become more black folks than white folks. At least there are more people engaged now. And so we need to change the laws again to make sure that we're in power. 
This is no different mm-hmm. than Putin. What Putin does are, you know, the Chinese president who's now the president for life because he changed the rules. I mean, it's just crazy how this happens in America. Let's bring in Jackie. Good morning, Jackie. Welcome into the serious side. How are you? I'm doing well. How's everyone doing? Great. How you doing? Doing okay. Doing outstanding. And again, so, happy early birthday, early birthday to Mr. Elias. Just want to say that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Rick. Thank you. Yeah, well, you still. But, yeah, you know, I, just, okay. I just want to ask, what yeah. did you play on the show a couple of weeks ago that they pretty much admitted to? That they have to cheat to win. Supreme Court, yeah. Did you, yeah. You, played that on, <laughs> you played that on the show a couple of weeks ago, right? Yeah, yeah, they exactly. They pretty much admitted having to cheat to win, so why are we shocked then? But, you know, but, but at some point in time, uh, yeah, but my when God. They're going to make up their own rules. They're going to change the rules. They're going to fix the rules, however it needs to go, for them to come out on top. They admit it to Yeah, you. yeah. Yeah, Jackie, but, oh. but my goodness. I mean, this is becoming a banana no, republic. I, I mean, my it's God. Ridiculous. This it's, is crazy. It's ridiculous. This is crazy. I'm, I'm shocked how they eat. Because, I mean, you know why they're doing this. Because they, <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, it is ridiculous. No question. Totally ridiculous. But they're going to do what they're going to do to try to come out on top in any way possible. I mean, mm-hmm. it's yeah, mind blowing. You you can't, you can't give nobody food. That's, that's just crazy. Right, but listen, but listen, you're real quick, Vanessa. You said something that I thought was interesting, and I think what you're saying as far as lawsuits and people picking. Here's the big thing, and you know, I know a lot of times, you know, we get criticized for saying that maybe you know young athletes need to step up and, and, and do something. You know, you know. Already, I think the uh, uh, the final four are one of the big sporting events. They're already talking about, you know, taking that away from Georgia. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But but here's the question, Mr. Elias: Should these young athletes that plays for the Georgia Bulldogs, you know how big college football is there? Who you know, athletes that play for the Atlanta Hawks, the Atlanta Falcons, should they step up and say, you know what? How can we represent a state that's actually doing this to people who look like us? Is it time for them to step up and say, you know what, enough is enough. We're just not going to participate. Because think about, think about in the 60s. You know, one of the reasons why Muhammad Ali is one of my favorite athletes of all time, because he put so much on the line back in the 60s. He was talking to white people crazy, which he did not do in the 60s. And he stood up for what he believed in. Yet him, Jim Brown, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, all these prominent athletes stepped up to the plate and said, guess what? You know what? Enough is enough. Civil rights is more important than us lining our pockets. Are we at the point where we need to start putting pressure on these athletes saying, look, don't play for this state that's doing this to you? It's, uh, you know, it's easier said than done for the college athletes because this is their education. How so? But well, but how so? I mean, Mr. Elias, you had black folks that picket that, that walked through lines in the '60s of white people spitting and jarring on them. You can't tell me that protests don't have an effect. You've seen what college 
uh, campus kids have had set out and, and sit-ins? Come on, man. I mean, yeah. You know what? You know what we've you know seen what it before. A, a more of a, you know what has more of a protest than anything? What? Finances. The finance. Get them in their pocket. But, but Mr. Elias. The only thing which people understand is finances, Jay. That's you and I are saying the same thing. Do you know how much money those sports bring into that state? I just. I mean, do you get the number? You know. Yeah, I get the number. What? I get. You know how much CBS is paying for the NCAA tournament right now? Trust me, they have a voice. They have a voice. Mm -hmm. And so we can't sit here and say whether they do. We can't say that. Oh well, college kids. Listen, we've seen too many student protests throughout the years for gun violence and, and, and for everything. So is it time for these kids to say, you know what, we can step up and make a difference? I'm just saying. Yeah, you can't get kids to vote. You can't get kids to vote, Jay. You can't That's not true, Mr. Elias. We saw so many young white kids out there doing the George, George Floyd protest during the summer. That's not true. I mean, you, you can't I say. Wait, wait I a minute. Well, okay, I that, that's vote. true. That, okay. Okay, wait a minute. Let me, let me say this because you're right, Mr. Elias. You did say vote. But we can't sit here and give them a crux to get out of here. What does that have to do with anything? Because they still, we've seen a lot of young kids. Not, you know, Black Lives Matter was based on enough. young. That's not, not true. Enough, come on. Come on. Come on. You know, unless That's not true, Mr. Elias. Let me break this fight and, and, up between you two right here. Hey, hey, no, hey. Please do. No, no. I'm a female, Black, and I'm not a sports person, but let me break this fight up. Okay. Please so, do. Jay. You know what, Les? I I do believe that if the team together with the black people that's on the team get out there and say, we're not playing, what they going to do? Fire all of them, tell all of them, we're going to throw you out of school. You can't do it when it's in numbers. Numbers. Now, we got one or two, like poor LeBron James out there, been trying to do it for years by himself. You know, I, that's one thing. But if they do this in numbers in Georgia, they can get something accomplished. And for the first time in my lifetime, I saw a lot of young black people go vote because they saw what happened when they didn't go vote with Hillary and Trump, and Trump won. So that way, I have to disagree with you, Les, because that's how Trump got out. I saw a lot of them who didn't. I but, argued well, a lot yeah. of them on Facebook. But, and, and a lot. Was, but, well, I just don't know if they voted Democrat or not, but I had to go fight with a whole bunch of them about voting. But as far as Houston goes, and I don't know, that I think that more people voted young on this last one than they ever have because they saw what happened when they didn't. Yeah. But I still go back to the sports and say, it's not a massive take, take enough everything from them. It's not a massive take enough everything amount. from them and it will change this. Okay. If right. the state well, is not making money, if the state is not making money from sports, you know, money is the loop to all of it. If they're not making any yeah. money and they start pulling these things from them, then some stuff is going to change. Because the yeah. state is not okay. making any money. Yeah, it's hitting them in the pockets. Coming into town with hotels, rental cars, yeah. I'm trying, and flights. Mm-hmm. So everybody yeah. makes money when you have these final four. Houston has hosted it, I think, three times. And I'm telling you, Southwest Airlines was off mm-hmm. the chain excited about the money they were fixing to make coming into Houston on those flights. 
So I'm telling yeah. you that sports has a lot to do with the money for the city, for it the does. state. I never said it. Right, we gotta go. 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 All right. Let's go. Moving on. We gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta go. We ain't got time for this. We gotta go. All right. Coming up next, uh, it's convenient time. Uh, much, much more. You listen to the serious side of the J. Ross show. We'll be right back after this. Don't you go anywhere. Online radio at its best. last week to remember the eight people killed by gun violence at spas in Georgia. And again this week for the ten people killed in a Boulder, Colorado supermarket. Those crimes and tragedies made national news and revived painful questions about race, gender, and gun violence in America. Last Saturday, a peace march was held in southwest Philadelphia to call for an end to gun violence there. Marchers gathered not far from where a 15-year-old boy named Antonio Walker had been shot to death a few days before. Police say it was a random act of violence, but of course the loss was direct and devastating to Antonio Walker's friends and family. He was a great track star and was trying to start his own clothing line. His mother, Nadisha Williams, told local reporters, I will be mourning for the rest of my life. Across town that very morning, five people were wounded and a 29-year-old man killed in a neighborhood called Nicetown. Police haven't released the name of the man who died. He was shot 14 times. The sad fact is that every day shootings occur in America that shatter multiple lives. Almost none get national attention. Last year, as the coronavirus pandemic upended our lives in so many ways, the U.S. also had the record-breaking year for gun deaths. In the past week, as America mourned the lives lost in Atlanta and then Boulder, five people were shot at a nightclub in Houston. Eight people were shot at a nightclub in Dallas. One of them, Daisy Navarretta, died. She just turned 21 and wanted to go to nursing school. She was a beautiful, happy girl, her mother, Judith Gonzalez, told the Dallas Morning News. She had a lot to live for, but not anymore, because now she's gone. How did a person get in there with a gun, she asked. Two people, Keandre Austin and Giangela Rivers, were shot to death early Monday at a restaurant in Cleveland. Two others who were also shot have been arrested in connection with the violence. Two people were injured and two died in a shooting in Aliceville, Alabama, including LeCurtis Pebbles, a high school football player. His aunt, Josie Guyton, told ABC 3340 he was just 18 and had his whole life to live. I don't know why somebody would want to take his life like that, she said. It's just tragic. It is also a tragic fact that even before we could speak these words, there were shootings overnight in Virginia Beach. Somewhere in America, more people whose names we don't yet know, may never know, are being wounded and killed with guns. Our flags could be at half-staff any week of the year. 
America is starting to breathe again. A decent man as president, a plan to protect us. It feels almost normal, but it's not. Republicans still will not admit that President Biden was legally elected, which means they don't believe in democracy. They believe an election is only legitimate if they win. That's not democracy. Their plan? Pass voter suppression bills to block minorities from voting. Take back Congress. Impeach President Biden. We refuse. We refuse to accept the end of the American experiment. We refuse to allow anti-democratic autocrats to steal our country. We choose to fight. And we will not lose. Join us. With the stroke of his pen, Democratic Governor Ralph Northam on Wednesday, making Virginia the first state in the South to abolish the death penalty. What does that represent broadly, do you think? You know, when, when one looks at the history, uh, close to 1,400 individuals have been executed. The great majority of those individuals were African-American. Um, and so that number is disproportionate. Virginia uh, is proud of a lot of things. But one thing we shouldn't be proud of is that we've executed more people than any other state. And it's, this is our time to right that wrong. It's the culmination of a years-long battle by Virginia Democrats who argued the death penalty is inequitable, ineffective, and inhumane. Welcome back in. 37 minutes after the hour, you're listening to the serious side of the Jay Brown Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. Okay, so now the uh, death penalty is abolished in uh, Virginia. And... Um, I don't know how I feel about this um, because on one hand, uh, you know, we know for a fact that innocent folks have died on death row. We know that for a fact. Um, but on the other hand, uh, you know, some of the crimes that are committed by some of these people, um, you know, I mean, as a family member of someone who was, if I were, if I were, I should say, a family member of a person who was brutally murdered and, you know, whatever the hell else they may have done to that person, I'm not sure how I would feel about this particular ruling. So let's just start the conversation right there. Vanessa, what do you think about this? Uh, Virginia's governor, uh, you know, Governor Northam, he, he actually, this is the guy who had the blackface, Michael Jackson, people were talking for him to resign. He's done some wonderful things since then. He just weathered the storm. He said, the hell with y'all, I'm not going anywhere. He didn't say it that way, but he has done some wonderful things since he uh, decided to stay in office. But remember, we had a show where we were talking about not only him, but the lieutenant governor. I mean, it was a mess in Virginia, but it's just, you know, time heals all wounds, I guess. And, uh, no one is really talking about Virginia, but this puts Virginia back on the front pages. What do you think about them abolishing uh, the death penalty? You know, Texas will execute your behind, honey, quicker. <laughs> well, you know what? That's so funny you say that. Vanessa, it's funny you say that because one would think that Texas is, the, you know, they throwing them in chairs and, ah, but actually Virginia has uh, executed more people. Than Texas. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, so, just, to me, Texas and Virginia, I mean, and Tennessee, I mean, some of these places is like neck and neck with all of us. But this is where I am with the death penalty. If, if this person, I guess it's so wrong for me to say this. You're going to get some messages today. I'm sorry. My philosophy okay. is, why do I have to sit here and take care of you in prison with cable and weight system and, I mean, why do I have, with doctors, why do I have to take care of you for 25 years before they decide to electrocute you? So, yes, there are some people that have died that were innocent, but then there also are people that died that were innocent and killed by other people for no reason. So, I mean, it's dozen on one hand, a dozen on another. But I'm just saying, I don't, I don't think they should be sitting in prison for 25, 30 years before we decide to execute them. If they have sat there and chopped up 10 people and buried them in a field, I think that once they go to court, they need to be executed and put down right then. That's just enough. But, 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 but Vanessa, but we, but we, ju- but we just talked about Okay, okay, I, I get it. I get it. But listen to this now. We just talked about how we talk on this show all the time how the justice system is so just is, uh, not fair to people who look like us. And so I guess what, you know, it's just like what they say beyond a reasonable doubt. They tell jurors that if you have any ounce of doubt in your mind, then you should not vote guilty on any type of verdict. So now let's, let's reverse that for a second. If there's any doubt that there's a possibility that they may be putting an innocent person to death, don't you think that it's worth it? To say, you know what, we don't want to take that chance because one yeah. innocent life is not worth this. Because, That's yeah, for I every said. five people. That's exactly what I said, Jay. But, 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 but Vanessa. is a serial killer, and you know they chopped up these people, why are you letting them sit on death row for 25 years before you electrocute them? You know they're guilty. They're telling you where the bodies are buried. Just go ahead and take the needle out and do what you do. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about somebody that so you came ironclad. Somebody came back and said, "I'm sorry, it wasn't him that I saw." I'm not talking about there's a possibility. I'm talking about these people who have raped an 80 year old woman and beat her to death and then said, "Yeah, I did it because my hand hurt or because." My daddy was mean to me. Those are the people that need to be executed and put down and move on. But wait a minute. What yeah, about the family of Emmett? No okay, well, wait, okay, okay. I, 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 hear, I hear what you're saying. But, you know, once again, there's that possibility, Jackie, that think about the family of Emmett Hill. How that woman lied and said that he did this. They drug him out. Now, of course, that wasn't in the court of law, but he was still sentenced to death. And now, all these years later, she admitted that that didn't happen. So, I mean, if there's a possibility of an innocent person dying, I mean, is it worth it? It's just saying, you know what, we just don't want to take that chance. Your life is more important to us than worrying about whether or not we put, you know, Ted Bundy in the ground. Because for every Ted Bundy we may put in the ground, there may be, uh, who knows, you know, uh, what's the brother that was in, that made the movie about Just Mercy. It, It may be every one of those cats where we're going to put the death in as a person, you, that's a mistake that you cannot reverse when you put somebody to death. You can't reverse it. It's a done deal. What say you, Jackie? Uh, 
well, that's why I know me, I have mixed feelings about the death penalty because, you know, because I can understand both sides. I don't, because <laughs> it's some people that, you know, because of what they did, like a Jeffrey Dahmer or Charles Manson, something like that, they need, it seems like people like that need to have the same amount of stuff did to them. But, but then again, like you said, the innocent people. So I'm torn between, and maybe with me being Christian, whatever, but I, it's, um, I'm torn because that, because I, I do see a, a plus in that because of, Innocent people, especially those who look like us, who they'll kill in a minute. <laughs> uh, I don't know, Mr. Elias. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Jack. I thought you were done. Go ahead. No, I'm done. I am done. Go ahead. Okay. All right. All right, Mr. Elias, your thoughts, man. I don't think I, I you know, the death penalty. You know, I I watched Just Mercy just just yesterday. And it, it was two black men sitting on death row in Alabama who they just, they just framed them. They literally framed these two men just because they felt like it. And, you know, they, they, they said, if you didn't do it, then you're going to take one for your homie. <laughs> this, is, this is our judicial system. So, I, no, I don't believe in death row because they, they, I, I don't know how many innocent people they have killed. And what if you were, what if you were that innocent person and know you didn't kill nobody? And yet and still, you're going you're gonna to die. No, I don't believe in death. I don't believe in the death penalty. I believe they die. Wow, that's... I believe in... You know? Think about it. How no, many, no, I was... Think about uh, them two uh, men. Well, go ahead. Think about them two men. If, they, if they'd executed them two brothers in Alabama from, for, for, uh, that was in just mercy, they'd have they'd, 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 uh, killed two innocent men. Two of them. Yeah, okay. Knew All right, well, listen. Well. Right. All right, we have four minutes left in this. We have four minutes left in this segment. Let's uh, bring in uh, the smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Esprit. What's going on, Jerome? Good morning. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Yes, sir. Good morning. How you doing? Doing well, outstanding, Jerome. All right. Uh, all right. So we're talking about the death penalty. Uh, Virginia has abolished it. Uh, what's your thoughts on it? Um, you know, generally, I, I think you should abolish the death penalty, Virginia has killed more people than any of the state since, like, what is it, 16-something? They started killing people. And, yeah. you know, yeah, and even in the last century, I think there was something like 356 um, people killed in Virginia, and 324 of them was black. I don't really trust their system of killing people because, obviously, they're going to kill black people like nobody's business. So we can take an individual case and and blow it out. You know, we have a case here that just happened last week where some young kid in her early 20s killed some senior, and the DA is losing his mind about bail reform and all of that. There are exceptional cases where people need to be in jail, but they will kill more innocent people than the guilty folks ever. And so since I don't trust it, um, and none of us should, it's unbalanced. Um, I am definitely um, think that that was a good route for Virginia to go. I mean, they 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 know that they're unjust in what how they the ex- other states, execute. Jerome? What about What'd the other you say? States? Good morning. Good morning. 
Good morning. Well, the, not, the, just, the, not just Virginia. You said what about the other states? Yeah, I mean, y'all are talking about Virginia, but y'all <clears throat> should be talking about in general. If you stop it, you can't, I mean, you're stopping it just in Virginia, but what about stopping it everywhere? No, no. I, I mean, yeah, and I was kind of saying that, you know, that happened in New York State, right, where this girl, I mean, she was probably 22 or something, killed this senior, and... You know, everybody's kind of outraged by that. I would normally say give that child a death penalty, but the trick is is that death penalty cases are skewed against black folks. And so there's something to be said about um, when we put laws into effect, we need to look at what happens downstream. That's why most of the time when you hear me on this program talk about laws and what we should have in place, it doesn't express what I think personally a lot of times because my personal thought towards someone who um, kills children or rapes somebody, my personal thoughts are pretty mean. Like they're not even remotely liberal at all. But I can and tell you. that's what I said, Jerome, CDLJ. Yeah, but I'm telling you, making a law or, or making it so that people get the death penalty, black people get framed all the time. And they make no excuses. We just had two more people let out of jail for a murder, like, in the late 80s that they didn't commit. And I know you, you know, may have heard the story that I did, like, two weeks ago. That guy was actually in Florida, and he spent 30 years in jail. He had a ticket, and Hertz rental car took them who knows how many years to say, oh, yeah, yeah, we found your receipt that you was in another state and you rented a car. They just let that guy out of prison. And he was black. Like, how long does it take for that? We're not getting justice. Yeah. There's no justice in the justice system. So we can't, I can't advocate for that. Just leadership in, our, in the black community should never, even no matter how outraged we are by individual cases, never o- agree to that. Because white folks will kill us beyond belief and let, you yeah. know, policemen off for killing people all the time. Yeah, uh, you're absolutely correct about that, and it's tough, you know, but I guess on one hand, people can say, well, my goodness, what about the victims? Where's the justice for them? But but I get it, Jerome. Thank you so much for that. I have some sad news to report. Um, A a young lady by the name of Toy Holmes, uh, she was a guest on the Jay Ryle show, used to play her music. Uh, Tragically, she passed away uh, from cancer. Uh, and COVID. Toy uh, just a, no, no, no. Toy Holmes. Oh. Toy Holmes. Oh. She was a, 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 a indie artist. We, we, we featured her on the show. She came on the show with Tyree Styles and Home Team was on the show. Uh, just devastated by the news. She she actually went overseas to uh, try to uh, get um, like a uh, trial treatment. It didn't work. She passed away. And so we uh, sent our condolences to uh, her family. Oh. And in this week's edition of the Marietta Music Corner, we're going to feature some of her music. So we'll be right back after this. Don't go anywhere. You listen to the serious side of the channel. So. Hey, there's no way you can hide it. If you drive drunk, they're going to find you. Stop kidding yourself. Sir, have you been drinking tonight? Sir, have you been drinking this evening? Sir, have you been drinking tonight? They will catch you and arrest you. 
drive sober or get pulled over. the humiliation and what he dragged the country through in 2013. Senator Manchin reiterated today that he doesn't support background checks for all gun sales, which is something that has already passed the House. It passed the House even with some Republican support, which means Joe Manchin is to the right of House Republicans on the issue of background checks, which more than 90% of Americans and more than 70% of NRA members continue to support. Welcome back in three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Joe Manchin, um, you know, we talked about at the beginning of the show what's going on in Georgia, and you know, the filibuster has really been something that you've heard the news lately because of the split in the Senate. Joe Manchin has become one of the most powerful people in in, uh, in the uh, government. You know, let me start this one off with you, Jerome. I mean, this guy has gone on the record to say that he's not going to support any Democratic-led legislation if it doesn't have some type of GOP support. I mean, are we looking at the blue dog Democrats all over again? What the hell is going on? And this is the reason why I say that the way our government is set up, it's not a democracy or a government for the people. This is no different than a dictatorship. You know, the bottom line is is that one person can become the most powerful member of Congress. Think about Mitch McConnell for years. This guy stopped an American president for, uh, from naming a Supreme Court justice. Now you have Senator, Senator uh, Manchin. You know, the, there are reports out that says that the White House makes a lot of phone calls to the Senate, and the one senator that gets the most phone calls is this guy. What is up with this dude, man? Talk to me, Jerome. Well, you know, I <laughs> I think that I'm laughing because, you know, it, it's been years when I was, you know, from having this conversation, is that 
we are dealing with the pathology of white folks, right? We're not really talking about Republican or Democrat. We're talking about a mindset. And so every time the Democrats win, they believe that the world is going to change. And what I know, just like the rest of you should know, is that we are dealing with a mindset of individuals that is not going to change until you get old white men up out of there. And I'm not saying all of them. I hate to run disclaimers on my words. I'm not saying that. I'm saying the Lindsey Grahams, the, um, all of those guys, they're holding down status quo. Now, I am surprised and pleasantly surprised, and I actually believe that he would. But even Joe Biden is pretty different than Joe Biden was 10, 15, 20 years ago. He, he evolved some. These guys haven't. And what they're holding in place is, is this whole notion of, you know, of, of conservatism, of white supremacy, about, like, them against us. They don't see everybody in the same nation as allies or as Americans. It is like, this is white America. This is Christian white America. There is no individual freedoms here, right? And they use it for their own, for their own out, you know, I mean, for their own, um, their own benefit. And so Joe Manchin is a, a symptom of that. Diane Feinstein, she held up something before when Obama was there. They need to get her up out of there. She partnered kind of with Lindsey Graham on those, in that committee. That's why people keep talking about her leaving. There are a lot of Democrats that are like that, right? So you, you want to talk about somebody like, I mean, even in New York State, Christina Gillibrand. She's pretty young, but at the same time, black women get something happened to a black woman. She don't say jack. If it's a white woman, she's like, we need to stick together as women. Like, we need to get those, we need to weed those people out of there. And so as the, the Republicans implode, where do you think the conservative on-the-fence Republicans are going? To the Democratic side. So you're about to have a really conservative half of government and a mildly conservative government there. you got to see it for what it's worth. You cannot stick with people just because they're Democrats. Because uh, they That's have right. to start running people, like AOC said. You, They had to start running people from the left of those guys. That's why she got the guy out who she ran against. She took a long-term Democrat up out of there. And he was he was pretty much conservative like he wasn't as bad as Joe Manchin but he was conservative and i know people complain about her but that is necessary that the the democratic party has some house cleaning to do that that's the bottom line yeah i think you're right about that and as far as AOC you're right she did take him up that guy didn't take her serious either he didn't even show up to campaign i mean you know good for right, you that's Bye. Arrogant. you know that's, yeah, that's there the you point. go. He just didn't even take it seriously. Yeah, whatever, she's not going to be a factor. You know, uh, Vanessa, it, this one senator, you know, think about think about what's on the line here. We're talking about the Voting Rights Act. We're talking gun control. I mean, this one man is the key. And, yeah, he's a Democrat, but he's from West Virginia, a state that I think Trump won by, I don't, I don't know, 16 points. So is it a situation where he is saying, look, I'm going to do what's in the best interest of my – so here's – let me rephrase the question. 
is it better to have him have him halfway engaged and not have him at all? Because he has voted with the Democrats on a lot of things. But he is that thorn in their side. He is, like I said at the top, he's like one of those blue dog Democrats. The ones who fought President Obama on Obamacare and they ended up losing their seats anyway. Because people didn't care. People you know, what they don't understand that low information voters, they don't sit there and watch your record. They just want to see what's behind your name instead of D if it's a D R and R. So all they know is you have a D behind your name. What they don't realize is that a lot of those folks fought President Obama on Obamacare. But bringing him back to the present isn't a situation where we can say, you know what, we're just glad that he's a Democrat. Because even though he's going to give us the blues every now and then, you know, we still hold the majority in the Senate. And, yeah, he has voted with us on very, very important legislation in the past. What say you? Uh, well, Jay, if when you go to vote or even to start looking at the people that's on the ballot or even paying attention, if that particular person is the only one that is a Democrat, you really don't have a choice unless there's another person that's running against him to check him. So sometimes okay. people run as – sometimes you don't have a choice. Like Sheila Jackson Lee here in Houston, you ain't got no choice, okay, because um, nobody runs against her. But um, if you – if you got another person, then it is to your advantage to go ahead and read a photo. But you know, Jay, there are people that become one party, and then when they get in there, they change. They change how they act as a Democrat or as a Republican. So, yes, baby. So my deal is, I guess sometimes you just sometimes you have to vote them in. Because it's rather to have a Democrat that'll fight you on some stuff than to not have a Democrat that's work that's going to do anything for the people. I mean, if they do, I guess I'm getting this twisted, but I would if I got two Democrats to go and vote for, then you got something to go and research. But sometimes you don't have but one Democrat on that ticket for that particular area. You don't have a choice but to vote for that person and pray that they do the right thing. Am I saying that right now? Hello? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think what you're saying is basically, you know, once again, the question is, is it better to have him uh, or not? And I guess you're saying it is. But but, I think – yeah, but I think he did have a challenger uh, the last time he ran. I'm not sure. I have to go back and look. But at the end of the day, but, but he is a thorn. Jay, when they voted for him for the stuff that he did. So apparently he was a little bit better than the person that was running against him. Because the people in the well, name recognition. knew what they were voting for. Well, it's name recognition. That's how Donald Trump got into office. It's name recognition. I mean, people know who he is. He's been around long enough, so you're Joe Manchin. Everybody knows who he is. So the other person, you know, you're going to have to fight twice as hard. Keep in mind, he was the governor of that state as well before he became the senator. So he has, he has, long, he has you know, long political roots in West Virginia. So people know him. So a lot of times, and we were just talking about AOC, you know, the guy that she upseated, uh, um, that, that the guy that she put out of office, he was another guy who thought that his name recognition and long-time ties to the community would get him over. Uh, but it didn't work. And so in Joe Manchin's case, it's working because he's still there. What about you, Jackie? You agree with what she's saying? It's better to have him than not, even though he is becoming a very big thorn 
in the Democratic side. I mean, he is. And, and, and the thing is, I think he's loving it. He knows he's the most important person in Washington. Him and that other lady out of uh, Arizona. What's the other senator out of Arizona? What's her name? That uh, one that seat. And she's Kristen just, Cinema. She's conservative. Her. Yeah. Those two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, so he knows he has clout. He knows that now he's getting calls from the president of the United States when those calls came few and far between. Now they're coming every day, maybe two or three times a day, to get him to get on board with Biden's agenda. So what do you say, Jackie, in regards to uh, Joe Manchin? Uh, <laughs> um, I'm an accurate I'm a pass on this one. <laughs> well, Michelle, yes, she passed it. Okay, you're yeah, running me, the last leg of the marathon. Go ahead, go ahead, Jerome. Go ahead. Let me just say this really quick. Don't, don't think of mm-hmm. him – as you know, he's happy to speak to the president. That's Joe Biden. They know they've known each other for years. Joe was a senator, so okay. it it's not his power play. What it is is that he's playing to the people back home, and he has his own little conservative, racist views that's in him anyway. So this is not oh, wow. necessarily politics more than it is actually him. So and he don't say he's like the blue dog Democrats. He was one, and he still is one. That's right. You're right. You're absolutely correct. You're right. He was a blue dog Democrat. Yeah, there were there were a lot of those guys in Congress. They're gone now for the most part. But you're right. He was a blue dog Democrat, and this guy was a thorn. And like you know, now that you put it in that perspective, Jerome, you're absolutely correct when I think about it. You're absolutely correct about Joe Manchin. Mr. Elias, your thoughts? Well, you know, what could be more important than the voting than democracy? What could be more important than that to, to, to the assault on democracy? This man is is a, he's against, and he sees what's going on in Georgia, and he won't even, you know, get on board with the Voting Rights Act. Are you kidding me right now? Now I mean, is it? Wait a minute now. Well, well, wait a minute. Let's make sure that we're correct on this. Is it the fact that he's not on board with the with the Voting Rights Act, or he's not on board with the filibuster? He's not on. Okay. Okay. They can filibuster this one. They can, they can get around and filibuster with this one. They can't. They can get around it. But he won't even get on board and say, yeah, I'm for the Voting Rights Act. He won't even get on board and say, I'm, I'm for it, because 10 Republicans won't agree with him. Come on, man. You're talking about our democracy. You're talking about somebody that can say, I don't like that this person won, so I'm going to discount all their votes. And, and Fulton County, Georgia. I don't want to even use them because they cheated. Kidding me? And then you tell people we're not going to hold the polls open no later than 5 p.m. So now you're, you're, you're screwing a bunch of people over. This is not democracy. They, these people looked at every way that they could win, and they, they put laws in place, over 100 pages of laws to, to, so they could win. And he's not standing up to fight against it. So how are you representing your people? How? When you won't let your people get out and vote. Your people should be able to vote. And whoever wins the vote, you win. Stop all the gerrymandering. Stop all the bull. Let somebody, who let, let the person with the most votes win. This is crazy to me. I've never seen this. And we're having this discussion about Joe Manchin, punk ass. Because he won't get on board with democracy. With democracy, 
Come on, man. This is an assault to our democracy. And we're standing around talking about, will we appreciate them? No, I don't appreciate them. I can, I can see you having a, a, a pose to something else, but when somebody's telling you we're going to steal an election, we're going to say, okay, we're going to discount all these people's uh, votes and, 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 and Detroit, their, their, their votes don't count. And Fulton County, Georgia, their votes don't count. Any black votes that don't count, they can say get rid of them. And they're doing this in 40 states, 40 states. So if, you, if, if black votes come out and vote, they're going to get rid of them. And he won't even stand up for it. Yeah, I think Michigan is the state that's actually looking at doing this. Yeah. Uh, Iowa. Now, now we have a, a part of the show called States Pass the State State Your Case, formerly known as Chatterbox, where we read comments from our listeners. But I want to read one here real quick because, and I want Jerome, if you don't mind, in the next two minutes, to explain this. Uh, this person is asking. You know, they don't understand the filibuster. So, Jerome, you know, since you're the expert in this type of stuff, can you explain to this young lady? what the filibuster is and uh, so that way she can have clarity on what the hell people are talking about. All right. Well, um, I can't give you the textbook definition, but I'll tell you a filibuster is um, a mechanism that was put in doing Jim Crow era to give the mm-hmm. senators the ability to um, make a case against legislation so they can literally stop legis- legislation by filibustering or making their case. So what they used to do is they would have to stand there and make a case. People would read the phone book. They would just, it's a stall tactic, a filibuster, to make you rethink whatever it is that you're working on. So over the years, they changed the filibuster so that all you had to do was submit that you're going to filibuster, and it would stop any legislation. So all it is is a mechanism to rethink because the, the Senate is meant to go slow. So the democracy was so that it doesn't every, you know, couple years just pass a bunch of legislation that you'd have to keep undoing. So the Senate actually was the mechanism where the grown-up people were supposed to be. So if the House, which is the people's house, right, it's the smaller congressional districts that gives you closer to the people, the senators are like the House of Lords in England, right? So there's a House of Lords and House of Commons. The senators are the House of Lords, and so they used to be appointed by governors, and they're met to represent the state, so they have more power. So the senators had the ability to filibuster on behalf of their state, which is all of their population, to slow down legislation that they thought was going to cause some type of damage or harm. So they were able to stop it by talking. It was the talking filibuster. And all they did was stall stall it. But now it's evolved to be a mechanism to just stop legislation. So that's why they're complaining, saying that a filibuster right now just stops government from working. And that's, that's not what it was intended to do. It was just intended to slow down the process to allow everybody to be heard. So if you weren't considering something that um, everybody else has missed, you can filibuster it and explain thoroughly what the issues were and put that out in the public before it actually came up for a vote. There you go. So That's hopefully, young lady. And yeah, and they start talking. Hopefully, young. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's right. I'm yeah, yeah, go ahead real quick, because we got to go. Go ahead. Go ahead I just want to know, is, isn't the filibuster when the people stand up there and can't pee for three, four, five hours? 
and don't yes. drink water and they just stand there. Okay, that's what I'm, that's yeah, yeah, what yeah. they're doing for those. There you go. That's what they're doing. They can drink they water. They didn't have a bathroom break. They used to have it so yes. that you could not even go to the bathroom. Like you would have right. to literally yes. stay there, and they used to bring cots in, and they would literally yep. just stay there and talk for hours. All right, there you go. She explained it to you. Hopefully, you got it. We'll be right back after this. Don't go anywhere. Online radio at its best. Five zero one two seven two. It is the serious sound on a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful 
Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio. It's best. Let's say good morning to the crew. Let's say good morning to the very lovely Miss Vanessa Maybell. Good morning, Vanessa. Good morning, Jackie. How are you? I am doing well. Happy Palm Sunday to everyone. Smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome is free. It's in the house. Good morning, Jerome. How are you doing, sir? Hey, good morning. I'm good. How are you? Just another day in paradise. No palm trees, my brother. Mr. Ed to the E to the S. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Good morning to you. Good morning, Vanessa Long. Good morning, Mr. Sister Long. Good morning, Kathleen Long. Good morning, uh, my brother Jerome. Good morning, my brother Hawk. And one, good morning, Marianne the Music. And Marianne the Music, the first song on that one was Back of the Bus, and that was by Troy. And the, the next song was by uh, Alex Isley and Jack Dine, Think of Me. Mr. Elias, the DJ, of course. Let's say good morning to some folks in the chat room, Mr. Elias, if you don't mind. Uh, of course, we have uh, Covina Man is in there with us. Uh, Covina. Uh, and what's going on with my computer? Uh, we got uh, <laughs> Yard Jockey and uh, Rich Sisters in there and Bobby. Wow. <laughs> Oh, man. It's funny because people don't understand this stuff be going haywire doing the show. You're like, damn, where my stuff been? Where my stuff been? Oh, man. (laughs) All right, the pastor's in the house. Good morning, pastor. How are you? Teddy. Teddy, jam. He in the house. Mary of the Music is tuning in. Barry Enrique, love that name. Jody? Ah, hi, Jody. She seems to be a first-time listener. Hello, Jody. How are you? Robert, just so many people. Thank you so much. I want to say what's up to Rob Smooth. Tuning in as well. I've got to start acknowledging the brother with the snacks and the gators. Always have to do that. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It's a serious side. <laughs> I got to, man. Brother with the slacks and the gators. All right. It is time for news and notes. Uh, we're trying to knock out a lot of stories in a short period of time. Let's... Uh, Here's the story that I think a lot of you guys are going to trip on. Let's listen and we'll talk on the other side. He's hurt, humiliated, sad, disappointed. He's just going through a lot of the emotions now. Trisha Paul says her 11-year-old son is traumatized after an incident at his school, St. Martin de Porres, Marianist, last month. She says after her son was sent to headmaster John Holian's office for doing the wrong assignment in class, Holian told him to get on his knees while apologizing to his white female teacher. He stated that he should apologize um, the African or the Nigerian way, which was to nail down. Later, the boy told his mother, and horrified, Paul asked the headmaster about the incident. She says Holian told her he learned about the ritual from a Nigerian family whose child used to go to the school. There was an African father who came in and told their child to apologize the African or Nigerian way. And that's when it dawned upon me that maybe he generalized my child because he was black. The Haitian-American mom says she asked the headmaster whether the act was standard practice and was told this was the first time a student had been asked to kneel while making an apology. My son is not African. You know, you generalize everyone because they're black. You just assume that my child is Nigerian. It was done simply because he was black. 
In a meeting with the headmaster, Paul says Holian apologized and told the family his actions were simply disciplinary in nature. I don't give a damn if you were red, blue, yellow, and green. Bow down to apologize? What the hell is going on here? Are you serious? The white, the white uh, teacher, the white principal master, whatever the hell he's called, tells a black student that he must kneel down and apologize to his white female teacher. Now, come on. You got to be surprised by this one, Mr. Elias. Come on, man. <laughs> come on now. Okay, come on. So. If you say so. Come on. If you say so. Bow down. down. Hold on, are, are, are you listening to what I said? Bow down to your white teacher and apologize. Dude. <laughs> I, I, you, you act like this is something that Dude, when I was in okay, when I was in junior high school, I got suspended for throwing a book through the screen. You know why? Well, you should have. You should have been. Well, they 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 they, uh, they they were showing us pictures of the Klan and Klan meetings and all this other stuff. So I threw a book through the screen. Oh, okay. So I see this, and I the ex the the, the, the word oh. I used was that, and they they brought my mother up there. My mother took me home and explained stuff to me. So you got to keep a cooler head. But she explained stuff to me. But I, I'm like, why are y'all showing pictures of the Klan? This is stuff. No, okay. Like, this is, this, if it's a predominantly white school, you know this stuff goes on all the time. You know it does. Come on, now. It happens. It's good. Yeah. I, I remember at, at Nairville High School, they had one black student out there, and I knew her name was Jessica. They used to hang nooses on her locker. Come on, mm. now. Well, this happens. There's okay. nothing new. Damn, you had no. a rough going to school with Ku Klux Klan people. Lord. Yeah, I know, right? But, Mr. Elias, you get a pass on this throwing it through the screen thing. But, I mean, Vanessa, I mean, my Lord, I mean, you have to bow to your white teacher. I mean, good God. I couldn't believe it. When I thought it was satire at first. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. That In this day and age... That's why I always say when President Obama was elected into office, to me, all it did was take the scab off dormant racism that's been in this country for the longest. White people didn't care as long as white people didn't have a problem with you becoming a senator. White people didn't have a problem with you being a CEO of a business. But once you became the president of the United States, that set off alarm bells. And what, it, what was the line that uh, uh, Denzel Washington used in uh, Philadelphia? That it's, he said it just sits shockwaves through your white uh, heterosexual hearts or whatever that line was, but it shifted them to their core, Vanessa, and now you're starting to see the results. Bow down. We can't give you water. Yeah, yes, a master. We're going to line up and vote, but we can't have no water? What the hell is going on in this country? You know, I'm hearing this and... I'm, I'm, I'm 58 years old, and I just, I, I can't get over the fact that this stuff is coming out since Trump. It's, don't get me wrong. Child, they were calling me a nigga way before Trump got in office, okay? But it's just so out there now. They just, it's just so in your face that I'm a racist. It is, I'm a Ku Klux Klan with the hood off, and you can see my face. You know, so it's kind of like what I think Les posted 
somebody wearing a mask and somebody wearing a hood, but you say you can't breathe in the mask, but you can breathe through that hood. Now they just mm-hmm. took the hood mm-hmm. off. They just taking the hood off and you can see who they are. And I think that this Obama being a black man as president of the United States has helped Trump to get in office and bring out the KKK for real, for real. So I I just wish that I could get these young black people, not even young, hell, this son is 40-something years old. That ain't young to me. Like my brother-in-law, I mean, he's 63. He don't vote. So I just, it's not even the young people that don't vote. You got some older ones that's just crazy and stupid and don't vote. So people need to understand, though, as youngsters, that this is going to affect them. It's going to affect all of us. But since I'm already over the 50-year mark, it is going to affect them a lot more than it is going to affect me and they when it comes to voting. And they need to stop. They need to get these people out of office. Stop, stop standing home and saying, I don't believe that voting works. They need to get out mm-hmm. and get these folks out. This is ridiculous. Because you're going to tell my child to bow down. Let me tell you something. My mama would have went up to the school, cussed everybody mm. out. The police department mm. would have been up there. And then mm. my sister got hit with a paddle. The teacher paddles my sister. My mama turned that school out and told them, you mm. don't touch none of my children up here. If my children do something, you call me, and I'll whoop their butts right here in the room. But you... Don't punish my child. You don't put your hands on my child. My mama meant that. So, see, you got these mothers mm-hmm. who just want to go to the media. How dare he tell my son to go and kneel down? Uh-uh, hell no. Let's turn that helper out mm. Then we'll go to the media. Then my mama went over to the school board over there on Richmond because I sat in the car while she went in. So, you know, it's just the parents nowadays, the parents nowadays need to be outraged outrage. It should have been more than just her talking about telling her child to kneel. It should have been other black parents saying, don't treat my child like that. How dare you? See, uh-uh. They got the wrong group of people, baby. Because Jesse will Woo. my mama would have turned that school out. She would have turned it out. But all of the well, school, well, send all on the Go ahead, Jackie. Yeah, uh, it's like I said, before racism never went away. It was just sitting in the car until the right people brought it back up again. You know, like you said, between eight years of Obama and then four years of you know who. I don't even want to mention his name no more. I'm sick of him. You know, so four years of emboldenedness. So here we go again. But and and then like you say, Vanessa. You know, more of us should be outraged, but unfortunately, you know, the village is gone. Yeah. That's the a good way of putting it. The village yeah, the is gone. We had a village. We had a village. We stood together back in the day. But now it's like every man for himself. As long as it ain't happening yeah. to my son, I'm good. There you we go. don't want to sweep the front door until it's at our doorstep. You don't care about nobody else's doorstep. Right. That's why we don't care about right. voting. <laughs> yeah, we don't care. A lot of people just don't care. All right, Jerome, man, real quick, you want to get something get in on this, brother? Yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't blame 
I, we we are good at this at taking the blame for something that happens to us. So I just want to take it from this perspective. I think I talked about this in the last segment to say that what is wrong with them that they feel like that they need to treat us like that. You know what I mean? Mm. So white folks need therapy. They need help. They wouldn't do that to their kids. So they respect no. nobody's culture because they're the first ones to be like, well, you're not in Africa. They're the first ones to say that. They felt powerful mm. to belittle that child. So it ain't what our yeah. reaction is because, like I said before, you know, my personal reaction is very different than my reaction as a leader. My reaction as a leader is not to say, hey, you know what, black folks, we need to get together and stop this stuff. That, by default, we should be doing anyway. But it's not our fault. You got beat down enough over the years that says you shouldn't be talking about the teachers like that. It's a dangerous job. And then it gets confusing, right? Like, you have school resource officers. But then they're pulling guns and breaking kids' arms and stuff in school. And, you're, and then it's like, wait a minute, they should know better. They ain't never know better than treat black folks any different. We need to be responsible with, for our understanding of what's going on. White folks need to be responsible for their damn selves and stop doing that. Their humanity sucks, and they need to own it, right? We, yeah. have, we can't keep thinking of solutions for them. So if the parent comes in there and punches that teacher in the mouth, that's what that teacher mm. thought. Don't get mad at the person for doing that and saying that they should handle it different and they should call the police. You did something to that child that you need to be held accountable mm. for. You ain't lying. Preach, brother, for people. That, I know it got under my skin when I saw it, too. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, I'm going to do, do you better than that. I have another story for you. Here's another story. I'm going to read this one to you. Once again, white folks, you, you gotta love them. Why you you gotta love them and what they do. Because <laughs> that way, because then you can be cleansed of of, uh, of uh, sin when you're walking. Here's another story for you because you got to keep it moving. All right, an African American mother says she won't sit down to talk with two white men. And check this out: two white men who came armed with about 13 other white people to her North Carolina home last year, looking for a missing teenager girl. All right, so now, she doesn't care. Now, keep in mind, the court acquitted these people. But the lawyers for the two men say they not only want the families to come together and sort out what they believe was a misunderstanding, but they want the lady and her son to apologize to them for coming to their house armed with 13 angry white people. Because they felt that those comments painted them as racist, and they're not. Come on, man. Is this an LWB moment? So you're going to come to my house with an armed mob, and then you're going to sit here and say it's a misunderstanding. We need to come together. Oh, by the way, you owe us an apology. Because y'all was wrong. Man, what the hell is up with these people, Mr. Elias? Um, white supremacists, man. They, you know, <laughs> come on, man. Think, think about that. That, 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 that state representative not going to do it. She knocked on the door, and they arrested her. These insurrectionists—they <laughs> walked, they went home. Come on, man, that's white supremacy, man. You can say what you want to. You want me to apologize? Girl. You coming to my house and you got your gun? Yeah, yeah you like I didn't shoot you. <laughs> you don't like I didn't shoot your ass. Cause I'd have felt, I'd have felt, I'd felt in danger. <laughs> mm. uh, man, Jerome, your thoughts, please, on this one, man. Unbelievable. 
Yeah, I, I agree with LES. Like, it, it makes no sense. <laughs> it makes no sense to me why you you were to request that. And, and there's some some other stuff that was in the news that white folks do stuff to black people want black folks to apologize. It's, it's weird to me. It's like they want us to let them off the hook for being white supremacists or being racist. Like, they don't like the label so much that they can act oh, racist, but don't want to be called racist. Weird. <laughs> Uh, you're going to walk up to my house, Vanessa, with some white folks with guns, and then because you thought a missing teenager was there, and you want me and my son to apologize to y'all. I mean, what is this, man? Is this you a know, Spike I, Lee movie yeah, that's I, gone I, wrong? I, what is this? I, yeah. yeah. You know this, that, this is how they, how they get down, man. This is how they get down, brother. Let's uh, tell you, Vanessa. This is what it's all about. Jesus. I am trying. Call him. I am trying Call. not to even look mm-hmm. at movies right now that's got all of this stuff in it because it makes me angry inside and it makes me feel a certain way. And when and yeah. when people people look at me and say something crazy to me, it makes me really go off on them more than I normally would and I don't want to be like that so I have stayed away from all of this Amazon Prime stuff with all of this stuff going on because at this point right here in my life, right up in here with this Donald Trump mess, I'm having a hard time separating it I really am and I feel so sorry for the couple that are married and got biracial children because I'm sure they got, I would love to be a fly on the wall in their house sometimes when all this stuff is going on. So, I, mm. I, I, I don't know. I'm not apologizing to none of them. They can kiss my butt. They can go. No. Oh. Baby, please. <laughs> they really good. Oh. I'm going to. No. Oh. No. No. Okay. No. Wow. Rob, okay, okay, thank Rob, you. Rob Smooth said this. Rob Smooth said this to no stand. What about the teacher that made the little boy put his hand and the toy to clean it out? Wow. Mm. Uh, well, see, I didn't even hear about that. I mean, so many stories. I mean, I didn't even hear about that story. I mean, my God, it's just ridiculous. But it, but it kind of falls in line with everything else that we've been talking about. Jack, let me get your comments on this real quick. We're going to have to skip one story because I want to end on a happier note. But let me get your comments on this real quick, Jackie. Uh, I mean, what can you say? It's, it's just utterly ridiculous. It's just like he says, what? Uh, Mr. L.A.S. said, white supremacy, just reigning supreme. <laughs> what, else, what else can you say? It's just utterly ridiculous. Like I said, but yeah. the emboldenedness, the emboldenedness of what took place these last four years. All the way up yeah. to what you saw at the Capitol. I mean, what, what more can you freaking say? That's the mindset of people like that. Yeah. They just think yeah. it's they, they just think it's they like it. They just think yeah. they're supreme beings. Yeah, they do. They do. They it's utterly ridiculous. It's, it's, it's totally ridiculous. And to all our white listeners, uh, there's one white listener that said something just a few minutes ago saying, you know, 
playing the race card again. You know what? Whatever. We're going to end this on a happier note because I want to take a few more minutes. I got about five minutes yeah, left. Segment, but yeah, yeah. Well, of course. All right. All right. Listen. Let's talk. Here's the last story I want to talk about news and notes before we move on. You cannot tell me in a one-on-one game now that LeBron James want to dominate Mike. Mm. Oh, in a one-on-one game, LeBron James, 6'9", 260 pounds. If the game was at 7, I think LeBron would win 7-3. to three. Sweet, oh, Did you just say it to a microphone that LeBron James would beat Michael Jordan in a one-on-one, one-on-one match? <laughs> okay, that was Jalen Rose and Jay Williams from ESPN debating the, the Michael Jordan. But it's not about that. A Bleacher Report released. Now, remember Mr. Elias back in the 90s, they had the 50 greatest players, right? Well, now they have released yeah. a new list. And let me, let me read this list to you. And y'all tell me what y'all think of it. All right, so number 50 is Rick Barry. Number 49 is Elvin Hayes. Uh, number 48 is Walt Frazier. 47 is Isaiah Thomas. 46 is Paul Casal. 45 is George Gervin. 44, Ray Allen. 43, Reggie Miller. 42, Kawhi Leonard. 41, Paul Pierce. 40, Adrian Bentley. 39, Bill Walton. 38, Patrick Ewing. 37, Ginobili. 36, Russell Westbrook. 35, Steve Nash. 34, Kevin McHale. Jason Kidd, 33, Clyde Drexler, 32, 31, Dolph Shays, 30, Bob Pettit, 29, John Stockton, 28, Chris Paul, 27, James Harden, 26, John Havlicek, uh, 25, Scotty Pippen, 24, Elgin Baylor, by the way, rest in peace, my brother, 23, Moses Malone, 22, Julius Irving, 21, Dwayne Wade, 20, Carl Malone, 19, Charles Barkley, 18, Jerry West, uh, 17, Dirk Nowitzki, 16, Kevin Garnett, 15, Kevin Durant, 14, Kobe Bryant, 13, uh, Olajuwon, 12, David Robinson, 11, Oscar Robinson, 10, Steph Curry, 9, Walt Taylor, uh, Bill Bill Russell was 8, 7, Tim Duncan, 6, Shaquille O'Neal, 5, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, 4, Kareem, 3, LeBron, 2, and Michael, 1. All right, Mr. Elias, we got about three minutes left. What do you think about that list? And I want to test your basketball IQ. Who did you not hear me name? Who did you not hear me name? Will Chamberlain. Will Chamberlain. I didn't say Will Chamberlain, Mr. Elias. I didn't, I didn't hear you say Will Chamberlain. I Will Chamberlain is number nine. He, he is number nine. I didn't hear you say Will Chamberlain. Okay, um, I said it. Number nine. Okay. Now, they're missing a lot of folks off there, man. Good Lord. I know George Gervin. Man. Yeah, George Gervin. Uh, yeah. He's on there. He's number 45. George Gervin is on their list. He's on, he's on, he's on, he's on there, after all. Okay. He's number 45. He's on the list. All right. But hold up, let's just talk about the fact that they have Kobe Bryant at number, number nine. 14. 14. I thought he was number Okay, wow. No. Yeah. Kobe, they have Kobe, Kobe Bryant, Bryant at number 14 on the list. Now, yeah, we wow. have Larry Bird. We have Magic, we have Magic Johnson, Larry Bird. Where, Listen, Kobe Bryant is the most popular Laker. Where's David Bryant? Okay, what you say, Drew? Where's David Thompson? Uh, David Thompson is not on that list. You've got to be kidding me. No, man, I'm not. He is not on that list, Jerome. All right, fine. Kudos to you, because I was waiting for someone to say that. Kudos to you. He is not on that list. 
Okay. Now, now Paul Westfall is too low. That's a, I mean, John Havlicek, I think he's too low. But um, here's the thing. You have a bunch of people who were lighting them up in the NBA back in the days that they can't compare them to now. So we're only going right. from current memory. I don't know how they right. make lists like that, but it's weird to me. Even right. even having, um, what's his name, um, Harding up so doggone high. Thank I mean, you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. But check yeah, this that, out. That but check this out. Uh, 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 Mr. Elias, the answer. Yeah, AI. I'm just an AI. Oh, God. He's not even on the list. AI is not on the list. He's not on the list. You know what? Like he was fighting dogs in his backyard. I don't know why they were fighting like that. Wow. Oh, he is not even on the list. Oh my hey, God, there it is. Hey, 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 oh my God, right? Oh, he is. Lord. He is he not on the list. Now, listen, listen. I love Michael. I love uh, Larry and Magic. I think they're on there because remember, before they came to the league, the NBA Finals was taped delayed. So I guess you give them such a high marking because of that. Well, let me tell you something. There's no way I would take Magic or uh, Larry before I take Kobe. But, you know, it is what it is. All right, there's the list. Oh, my God. I wanted to end on a happier note. Let's take an NPR news update and finish out the show. You listen to the serious side of the J. Rouse show. Online radio at its best. This message comes from NPR sponsor NetSuite by Oracle. Business today moves faster than ever. It's time to hit the gas and accelerate with NetSuite. Let NetSuite show you how they'll benefit your business with a free product tour at netsuite.com slash NPR. The Suez Canal Authority says wind and tide conditions are guiding today's operation. As more tugboats arrive to help dislodge that container ship stuck now for several days, officials say they are making progress. Water has begun to run underneath the wedged vessel after tons of sand was dislodged. The jam has halted hundreds of ships at one of the world's busiest trade routes. Dallas is renaming a street for a young black man killed in his apartment by an off-duty police officer in 2018. From member station KERA, Christopher Connolly has more. Botham Jean was killed after his neighbor, a Dallas police officer, mistook his apartment for her own. She thought he was a burglar and shot him. At the dedication for Botham Jean Boulevard, a street that runs in front of Dallas police headquarters, speakers recalled Jean's passion, his humility, his kindness, and his smile. John was also remembered as a victim of systemic racism. Under the new street sign, Elisa Findlay says she misses her brother. Yes, we want everyone to remember both of them. We want everyone to forever say his name. But for this sign to be up here, that means he's not. And it is hard for us. Both of John was 26 years old. I'm Christopher Connolly in Dallas. In Indonesia, 14 people have been injured in a suicide attack outside a Catholic cathedral on the island of Sulawesi. Police say congregants were leaving a Palm Sunday service when they were targeted. A priest tells local media an attacker tried to enter the church but was tackled by a security guard. I'm Amy Held in Washington. You're listening to NPR News. Support for this NPR podcast and the following message come from Total Wine & More, where you can fling into spring. They're talking bubbly for brunch. Pinot on the porch, anyone? And with thousands of bottles to choose from, you can always expect the unexpected. What'll it be today? 
Explore more in-store or at TotalWine.com. What do you wish for? A nice life? Nice things? Or do you wish for something more? A sense of purpose? Do you wish to discover a cure? To write code that cracks an unsolvable question? To further our exploration into space? Or to invent something that changes everything right here on Earth? Well, if that's your wish, make yourself ready. Because when you look back, you'll see that you didn't just make wishes. You realize them. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Welcome back here. It is time for Pastor Steve's State Your Case, where we read comments from our world-famous chat room and from social media. Mr. Elias, man, what do you have this morning? Ah, uh, got Covina, man. When he says the obvious reason for her arrest, we're talking about the uh, state representative, was white supremacists. He says white supremacists don't believe in democracy. They believe in white rule. And then he says that uh, Georgia has the only KKK uh, amusement park in Stone Mountain, Georgia. I'm not surprised by these devils. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Really? Oh, okay. I'm going to learn something new. Yeah, what, what do they have again? They said they have the only state, uh, the only KKK amusement park in Stone Mountain, Georgia. I'm not surprised by these devils. Oh, wow. <laughs> Kavita Man, be on it, boy. That's our guy. Kavita Man. All right. Uh, let me see. I have some final. I mean, I have some uh, final thoughts from our listeners. Uh, from the man who the segment is named after, the pastor. Peace and blessings, family. The death penalty segment of the show was a very thought-provoking one. As a pastor, I cannot condone the death penalty. But like you said, Jay, would I feel differently if a family member of mine was brutally murdered? Tough topic. Great show. Thank you so much, Pastor Teddy, Atlanta, Georgia. Like the host said, what about justice for the family members? My great-grandmother was raped, tortured, and killed execution style. Oh, my God. I watched the man who did it take his last breath, and though his death would not bring her back, I'm a firm believer in eye for an eye. Oh, boy. Wow, Teddy. Yeah. Wow. Okay, brother. Wow. Uh, Marianne Music. Oh, my. That is so sad. Uh, it is so sad about it's so sad to hear about the passing of Toy Holmes. She won awards for her voiceover work. I'm devastated. Rest in power, Queen. That's right, Marietta Music. She's right. She used to do a lot of that's right. She did a lot of voiceover work for commercials. Yeah, wow. Toy Holmes, man. Rest in rest in peace, sister. Mary from Chicago, Illinois. I just lost a bet thanks to the birthday boy. The bet was Mr. Elias was cursed within the first 60 minutes of the show. The words punk ass spewed from his lips at 10.08. <laughs> Thanks a lot, my brother. Since you are from Gary, no let's problem. meet for lunch. Your treat. Great show no as always. <laughs> no problem, my brother. So, no problem. Glad I can help you. Glad I can help you. He wants to meet for lunch. All right. So, Mr. Elias said he, was, uh, he wants to meet you for lunch, Mr. Elias. So, make that happen. All right. Uh, okay. 
He's he's from Chicago. All right, Enrique, Dallas, Texas. Oh my God, what kind of list was that? Bogus. Man, respect to Jerome. The brother knows the game. Uh huh. Yeah. See, Jerome pulled one out. See, Jerome, you surprised me a little bit when you pulled that out, my brother. High five to you from far away. There you go. What's a bogus list? You're right, Enrique. A bogus ass list. Debbie, North Carolina. What happened to Johnny D? All right, Johnny D. Uh, he uh, he was here at the beginning, but he had an emergency. He had to take care of everything's fine. He should be back next week. All right, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It is time for our final sauce. Online radio at its best. All right, uh, man. A lot of stuff. Uh, in the show it was action packed. Coming up next on the need to know basis with my main man, Mr. Jerome Spree. Uh, just uh, FYI, a uh, topic that we did talk about, we're going to move. What we're going to do, topics that we do not talk about this week, we'll move them to next week. So, uh, so if you tuned in to hear about the five year old young man, we're going to play out. Jerome actually, it was a beautiful segue when Jerome made his comments, but unfortunately. We had to move it back. So next week, we'll talk about that and much, much more. But it's time for final thoughts. My sister, my big sis, Vanessa Maybell from the McInnell. Vanessa, final thoughts. Uh, my final thoughts is not only is this Palm Sunday, but it is Passover week. And I hope um, that the angels then came by my house um, with my red string on my door. But I am going to... It's, Wendy out here. I am going to pray for this country and pray for these young black kids and any of them that's not voting. I don't care if they're young or not. Pray for the ones that's not voting and try to do what I can as a citizen, as a Christian, to get them to understand what it what it means to get out there and vote. That we need their vote. But uh, if but if you have family in Georgia, tell them that they need to get out and picket and strike and do everything else because. The laws that they just passed there is ridiculous. So y'all have a good week, and um, y'all be blessed. And I love y'all. Love you soon, Matthew. Not more than we, not more than we love you. And peace and blessings and prayers to all the people uh, who went through because they had some horrific uh, tornadoes down in that region. So we're praying for people who may have been affected by that. Uh, just wish you well. Got to check in with some of my friends in Georgia just to make sure they're okay. Uh, Jackie, final thoughts. Uh, I'm just going to echo in on what Vanessa said about praying for this country because um, we need change and we need change fast. And I'm going to leave it at that. Y'all take care and have a wonderful and blessed Sunday. We need change and we need change fast. Wow, that's, uh, that, uh, that nips in the bud. All right, so uh, Jerome, final thoughts. So before you give me your final thoughts, I want to get your comments on something because you weren't here when I made this comment, and I wanted to get your opinion on it real quick before we get out of here. I talked about when we talked about Georgia and what's happening in Georgia with Kemp signing those bills and doing all the things that he's done. Uh, the lawmaker arrested. One of the things I said during that segment was. I think it's time for young black athletes that plays for the University of Georgia. We know how big football is down there. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks, uh, the Atlanta Falcons. You know, it's just time for these people to step up and say, look, how can we continue to represent a state that uh, is doing these things to our people? What do you think about that? Do you think that this is something, a cause that they should take on? Or, you know, should we just let them do their thing and fight this war 
through other channels. What say you? Before you give me your final thoughts. Yeah, I, I think that everybody needs to step up. I think the athletes do. I think corporations need to do that. I think the Republican Party, like generally, and again, this is old Klan stuff, like white supremacy stuff, is that yep. everybody needs to rise up against that. So, yeah, the athletes should step up, but they don't have to. They need to support those people who are stepping up. Everybody is not a leader, but we need to give leaders cover. And people need to step up. The people like Stacey Abrams who's suing suing them over that law. And, like, they need to support them because it's, gonna, it's affecting them in ways that they won't even – I mean, they can't even imagine. We always talk about fairness and say, you know, inside of that law, if they don't like your county commissioners, like your election officials, they can go into those black counties and say, nope, we want to put some white folks in here. They can do that now, according to that new law. So I doubt if it's I doubt if it's constitutional. I doubt if it's to hold up in court. But at the same time, they feel brave enough to do it, like right out in the open. And people need to step, stand up and say something, right? You just can't let this stuff go. But on the on the bright side, though, I'm almost glad I'm glad they did it because why? It's, because it's forcing federal. To push through a Voting Rights Act. See, uh, if, if they didn't do that, then we'd be like, no, everything's okay, and look, we won, and everybody be complacent. They are forcing, these states are forcing federal to do something. So the, the pressure to get rid of the filibuster and to get that thing through is going to be um, enormous. It's going to be a lot of pressure, and I think it's going to work. So as a strategist, this is perfect for me. It is going to make that voting rights legislation go through. Wow, and, you're right. And, and it has put it on the front burner. You're right, Jerome. You're right. Oh, God. And just really quickly, I just want to say on the um, – you have to remember, there, who was it? Mississippi, maybe five years ago, took slavery off of their, out of their constitution. Because if the federal hmm. government would have said slavery was okay again, there are certain states that still had it on their books. So what they yep. did in Georgia is they put something on their books so that if federal does not overrule it, then technically it will stand. So now they're making federal put something in there to suppress all of that legislation that they just put out there. Hmm. Look at that. That's why we call him the smartest man in the world. All right, man. The man that gets the first and last words here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Uh, final thoughts, man. Look, folks, if you don't understand how important your voice, your vote, your vote is, look at what's going on in Georgia. They're doing everything and, and, and the other 40 states that they're trying to pass these laws in. They're doing everything they can to stop your vote. What does that tell you about your vote? It should tell you how important your vote is. If your vote was not that important, they wouldn't, they wouldn't sit back and say, okay, what did we do wrong the last time to stop these people from voting? Okay, we had the polls open longer. Okay, we had more places so they can drop, drop, uh, drop, put the ballots in the drop box. Okay, a lot of people voted by mail, so now we're gonna make it even more difficult to do that. Now we're gonna stop them so that if the president calls in, if 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 the person that lost calls in and says, "Hey, change the change the change the way this electorate goes," let's do it. They can do it. If that doesn't tell you how important your vote is, then I don't know what is. I don't know what can what what, what can inspire you. These things should be inspiring you 
to let you know that they don't want black and brown people to vote because they can change the narrative of an election. Yeah, you're right about that. Before I get my final thoughts, uh, Mr. Elias, man, what, what, what plans do you have on your special day, brother? What are you going to do on your special day? I'm going to work. You know <laughs> you know it's bad when that's all. I'm going to work. That's what you do on your birthday, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to work, man. I, I, I got a trip planned for later on that, you know, when things calm down, I got a trip planned. So I'm going to surprise some people. You know, some family members. You know, when I hit the when I hit the dusty trail, and that'll be a show that's coming up soon. You know. <laughs> yeah, my bad, brother. Well, I didn't know your birthday was coming up. Happy birthday, bro! Thank you, Jerome. I appreciate it, my brother. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. My final thoughts will consist of the funky one himself. You know, the thing is, is that uh, you know when you go through life and you travel through life. Uh, you know, nothing is given for granted, right? You know, you, you can't choose your family. You, you can choose your friends. Um, you know, some of us are really, truly blessed to have folks that really care about us. Uh, one of the things when we talked about earlier in the show about Clay Holmes, I was looking at a lot of her video vlogs and how she was going through her struggle. And she actually documented this. And it was just hard to watch. You saw this young lady who had this vibrant spirit to a young lady who was clinging to life and eventually passed away from it. And it makes you really think about your blessings and think about the people who you come in contact with and the people that you call friends, family, the folks who you love. I consider myself the blessed man because I have so many folks in this world who will do anything and go out of their way to take care of me or do things for me. But I have one cat that I know that all I have to do is cross my arms. I can stand on the, on the top of a mountain and lean back because I know if I do, that run brother's going to catch me. And that brother happens to be the birthday boy. Hulk? So I love you. Hawk? No, no, yeah, it's probably hard because you're, yeah, you're right, because your ass won't do it. Uh, hey, man, well, what's the brother? Who's the brother? That, ooh, who was it? Uh, Barry, Barry, I'm with you, man. Let's whoop his ass when we see him. All right, uh, Mr. Elias, I, I, I love you. Yeah. You know I bust up in there and sing the upper room. <laughs> you got first so I can bust up in your feet and say, no, we're rude, we're deep. Oh, my God, stop. All right, so <laughs> there it is. So you yeah, up next on the Need to Know cases. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> and Mr. Elias, if it's Sunday, <laughs> you bust up and I'll start singing. If it's Sunday, we're talking serious stuff. What time is it, Mr. Elias? It's time for the serious side of the J. Wow, show. All right. You die first, Mr. Elias, and I'll bust up in that thing. The upper room. All right, guys. Take care. Have a blessed week. Remember, it's Sunday, and we're talking serious stuff. It is a serious act. Coming up next, on a need to know basis with the smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Spray. We'll see you, folks. God bless. Oh, boy. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. 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 Network.
The first lady dazzles on election night in a... Tell me, what do you want me to do? All right, folks, you know what time it is. It is time for 60 minutes of nothing but fun, information, and you get the smartest man in the world. The one and Mr. Jerome is free on a needs no basis. What's going on, Jerome, man? This man, beautiful you- morning, my brother. Hey, well, thank you, my brother. Did you say 60 minutes? Because we're cutting this down to 15. I'm going to just run them off right quick. Yeah. Uh, 15. Uh, 15 minutes then. Hey, guys, look, y'all the ones going to be bitching, bitching him. I didn't have nothing to do with it. I didn't have, I didn't have nothing to do with it. Bitching him. No, no, I was going to say, I was telling Elias that. I'm like, man, one show, we had another another half hours after 60 minutes. I'm like, man, I got to cut this back. So anyway, all right. Yeah. <laughs> it just it just rang in my ear when you said that we normally do sixty minutes. All right. <laughs> but I'll, Ed Bradley, Ed Bradley ain't here, but we still do sixty minutes. All right. So, <laughs> you know. Oh, and Jay, by the way, I I think you missed. Um, what happened to uh, World Be Free? He should have made it if Hard made it. He dribbled and shoot just like him. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Right. Exactly. They was missing some people because young kids keep putting. They want the the, the newer players on there. I mean, I like yeah. Russell Westbrook and all that other stuff. Do you know who is actually surprisingly the truth to me? It's Chris Paul. Yeah, yeah, he's on oh. there. He's on there. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. He surprisingly should be on there because no matter what team you move him to, no matter how much they complain, they become winners. Playoff. No matter where yep, Chris Paul goes. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So you can say what you want about him, but he, he's a winner. But when we start talking about individual players, AI should have made it very yeah. easy. It I'm shocked. 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 Yeah. Shocked. Yeah. Shocked. Yeah. Not, not only should he, should he have made the list, he should have really been in the top ten. <laughs> AI should have oh been in the Oh, my God. Without a doubt. I'm shocked, Without man. I, I, I am shocked when I, I said, man, this stuff is bogus. And this is from Bleacher Report. This is a well-renowned sports outlet. And you don't have Tyler Iverson on the list? Are you kidding me? Stop no. it. Again. Oh, my God. Again, we're doing the lens. We're, we're viewing through the lens of, of supremacy. Like, for people looking from the outside in, I don't care if it's the Bleacher Reporter or not. You really have to... You have to take your take that stuff with a grain of salt, because for those of us who watch AI come up, you know AI was unstoppable when he when he was on, he was on. Like no matter what you say, like nobody's business. Yeah, man. he would cross him over and move on. Dirk Nowitzki at seventeen and Clyde Drexler at twenty-two. I mean, at thirty-two. I mean, what, yeah. what, what kind of damn list is this? I mean, you what? Dirt right. oh. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, they they were reaching. They were they were definitely reaching on that. So you, don't make me go through my mental roller dance because there's a lot of people. That missed a lot of folks. So anyway, again, that that's what I know. We should bring back your your sports show. You should do your own list because that that would have filed. <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. well, okay, let's do this. Wait, let's do this, Jerome, because you know we have news and notes. Huh? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
No, you go ahead. Go ahead. Finish your thought. I was going to say, they don't even have old school people like Bob Cousy on there. But I'm just saying, like, there was no, yeah. they didn't go that far back. Yeah, yeah. So I tell you what, we do news and notes every week. Why don't we put together a top 50 list and let's see what we come up with uh, huh? next week. We can play we'll like put it like a Send us those lists. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's ridiculous. So, all right, so that's going to be on the topic for next week. All right, I don't want to dig into your time, but you know I'm here for, for my, you know, for my part that I love. All right, Jerome, what you all got right. for me, man? So before we get to our stories, you know the rules. Unconfirmed black history. I love it. I love it. Now, in this unconfirmed black history, in a pool hall in Dothan, Alabama, I think the, I think the name was Slade. I think it's what it was. Some dude named Marvin, they called him Slim. He missed a three-cushion bank shot because he was distracted by some attractive women who, women who came in the door. Later to find out yeah. it was his cousin, right? Oh. Turned to his opponent and then became the first person to say the, fir- the phrase, "Got to be more careful. And said, oh, my, Lord. <laughs> my bad. But that's what he said when he accidentally missed the shot. Look at that some girl that came into the box. I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> some dude that called them in Dothan, Alabama. Gotcha. <laughs> that's where it came from. And, and by well, the way. Yes, sir. You know, by the way. I actually got a, um, a, a text asking me to say, um, can I find out the origins of nothing going on but the rent? And I'm going to try to look that one up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm going to read out to people and see what I can come up with. Oh, <laughs> man, I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh, I love it, man. This is beautiful. It's All right, tell us. history. Unconfirmed uh, black history. I tell you, I love it. I love it. Ooh, man. We got to start putting this on the show page, man. I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh, my goodness. Wow. <laughs> well, well, brother, I bid you do. I'm a... Now that somebody sent you the request, now I'm going to have to start looking some stuff up. I'm going to put some feelings out. Uh, there it is. <laughs> All right. Here we go. <laughs> got to be more careful. Brother, have a great show. <laughs> All right. I love it. I love it. I know, I know. You gotta be really black for this segment. I realize that, but whatever. Like, don't have... <laughs> That's all right. So, um, in our first story, because I'm had to move away from that. Jay, you good? You, you have no questions? I'm good, about man. That? I'm good. I'm all good. Right, I'm man. good, brother. Elias? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm okay, good. you good? All right. Good. All right. I'm sure. I'm sure by the end of the show, our conformed Black History will kind of kind of round this up. All right. Yep. So, the uh, in our first story, the IRS says that PPP, uh, including masks and hand sanitizer and disinfectant wipes, can be tax write-offs this year. So, money spent for PPP really? by individual taxpayers for use for themselves, their spouses, or uh, dependents. Um, is covered, um, that is not covered by insurance, can be deducted, is what the IRS said. Wow. Yes, sir. Okay. Yep. So um, people suffering from hay fever, which I am, um, could be uh, in for the worst time of it in the future, according to a new study. They said that the allergy season 
will, um, since because of climate change, it will be worse up to 60%. So, really? Yeah, a team of scientists created a new uh, statistical model to forecast change in pollen se- um, severity. Um, so they said as the temperature, air temperature, uh, and the rainfall changes, it's going to affect pollen count. So um, you, it does not mean you have COVID because somebody's eyes are red. It may mean that weed is legal where they are, but it has nothing to do with COVID. <laughs> I'm sure I just want to put that out there. People be like, it's because weed legal in that state. It's like, no, hay fever. You know, people have allergies. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, vac- vaccine protection is stronger for those um, previously infected by the coronavirus, virus, according to a new study. This is one out of England. Those previously infected with COVID produce seven times the amount of antibodies after a single Pfizer shot compared to people who have not had the virus. That is the University of Sheffield study. All right, now, see, I heard people complaining about this, but it seems stupid that they're complaining about it, but Krispy Kreme will give away a free glazed donut every day to mm-hmm. anyone who brings in a COVID-19 vaccination card. Did you yep, hear about that? I saw that. Yep, I, heard, I saw that one, yep. Yeah, so they said they can receive... Um, they can redeem the offer once a day through the end of 2021. Now, here's the problem. The CEO had to come out with a statement because people were complaining that they were getting free donuts. Oh, good Lord. Really? Yeah. He said, <laughs> you don't have to go get a donut. That's <laughs> what his response was. Right. Right. I swear. Oh my God. When we start making laws so that other people can't do stuff, we have really gone too oh far. Really? You know? Wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and you know what it'd be what would be nice? Krispy Kreme's to say everybody who vote get a free donut too while you at it. In yeah. Georgia. Oh yeah. Yeah, they'd be <laughs> so, a bunch of people voting in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Hey, no, it's not the free stuff. It's just piss off the lawmakers that's saying that they making people go vote. Because <laughs> their whole thing again. I, I keep hearing those guys on television talk noise about, hey, um, this is not Jim Crow and um, this is not white supremacy. White supremacy, yeah. white supremacists never tell you that they're white supremacists. Like, right. I, I, I don't it. know what's so, what's so foreign about that. They're like, no, I'm not racist. It's like, mm, I think you right. are. Right. <laughs> I yeah, think you are. Yeah, I think yeah, you're you missing I think you're missing the point. Racist people think that white people have all the privilege and you should have none. That's right. 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 Yeah. Yep. Oh, you know, the Amish community in Pennsylvania becomes the first in the U.S. to achieve herd immunity after it reopened its churches. It led to a 90% of households being affected by the virus last year. So... They said that they have herd immunity, and they prompted members of their community to relax mitigation efforts and mask and social distancing and see little reason to get vaccinated. Really? Yep. Hmm. I'm in Pennsylvania. Now, (laughs) Pfizer has launched its first clinical trial of a pill to treat COVID-19 that prevents the virus from making copies of itself in human cells. Now, again, opposed to getting the vaccine, if this trial is successful, they will give you a pill 
to treat COVID. Now, they're saying the Pfizer pill, which is PF07321, um, 332. It belongs in a class of drugs called the um, protense inhibitors, which would inhibit the, inhibit the enzyme that the coronavirus uses to make copies of itself inside of human cells. Also, you know, dark chocolate, if you've listened to the show, also um, inhibits the virus from um, making copies of itself as well. So, hey, if you want to go get a, a Mounds bar, I mean, it does have coconut in it, but it's dark chocolate. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm wondering how come they, they're, not, they're not shouting about that McConnell from the rooftops. I, I, yeah. You know, I, I, I've, watched, I've watched stories on it. I've done research on it. And that McConnell, my, my ex-sister-in-law, who has lupus, got a McConnell drip. Mm-hmm. Man, she, and her lungs were starting to starting to, you know, clog up. And she got the McConnell drip, and she walked right out the hospital an hour and a half later. Yeah. I was like, wow. Yeah. Now, now another antibody um, cocktail that Regeneron, that Trump's had for his recovery to cut COVID, and that's up to 70%. The trial data um, has now come out on that. So that was the next story we were going to do. Both doses of Regeneron's coronavirus antibody cocktail were found to reduce hospitalization or death by 70% compared to a placebo, and it cuts um, death by 100%. So, yeah, it's the same monoclonal stuff that you're talking about. Um, We talked about that before. GlaxoSmithKline Mm -hmm. has theirs, and they are already approved by the FDA. There is treatment for coronavirus, and they're sitting on the shelves. Yeah, you know nobody's I don't using understand them. Understand that? Why? Yeah, why aren't they using them? They're infusions, like you said. She sat there for the drip. It's an hour to do an infusion, yeah. but it's getting an IV. So if you get that, you have to request it still because doctors aren't telling people that they can actually go get treatment for coronavirus. Hmm. You know, and it's wow. free. The government has already paid for all of these um, um, dosages of it. And like I said, if this hmm. if the Pfizer pill, that, that if that pill in the next three months comes out that that prevents the virus from making copies of itself, you, they should have those on store shelves. You won't even need yeah. a doggone, um, you won't need a vaccine. Mm-hmm. You should, they should be hmm. uh, with Advil. You're like, I think I got corona. You should be able to go get a pill. <laughs> Run down to the store. Get me, um, get me one of the corona pills. Yeah, and that just knocked that out. But I, I, am, yeah. I am happy about that. Now, see, okay, so this goes back into, I know this plays in the world of conspiracy theorists for most people, but this is why we have conspiracy theorists. Because if there's, mm-hmm. a, there's already treatment, and there's been treatment for at least, uh, eight to ten months, and I had a conversation with a, a close friend of mine, and I loved her mother. She passed of coronavirus a couple of months ago, right? And I was talking to her on the phone um, a couple of days ago, and I was telling her that, and I felt so bad telling her that because even in knowing that now, I always feel mm-hmm. in this personality quirk that I should have known better. We should have known that there's treatment, and we should have been fighting for treatments for folks. 
you know. And so everybody who's passed away from coronavirus to know that those things are sitting on the shelves is going to be heartbreaking for a lot of people. Yeah. You ain't kidding there, man. Yeah. I, mm. I, I feel like beside myself because of that. Like you, they know that that stuff sits out there. You know that, you yeah. know that, um, what is his name? Ben, what's the guy's name who was with Trump? Ben Carson. Ben Carson. You know yeah. that he was hospitalized with coronavirus and he's fine because he right. did the same thing. He went in to the mm-hmm. hospital, got the infusion of the, um, the, the antibody treatment and he was good. So yeah. back then when he got it though, they, it was really expensive. Like you need to, you know, have like a couple hundred grand kind of expensive. Wow. Yeah. So they weren't telling people, but this stuff is free. The government bought, you know, like a hundred million doses. And so they have it all over the country. And if you can't find it, um, if somebody gets coronavirus, call your local health department and tell them that you want the... um, the antibody treatment for coronavirus, and they should be able to tell you where it is administered in your um, community. Mm-hmm. All you do is walk in; it's free. Yeah. So, you know, and and this what does my not let my ex sister in law. That's what yeah. happened with her. She said, uh, "Doctor told her to take that," and it, like I said, man, she's she's okay. And she's yeah. got lupus. Well, so some some people. Some people are getting good doctors, you know, people who actually have doctors. Some of them are on their job, and then the people who don't have them are, are just being, you know, told by clinics, oh, there's nothing you can do, drink some, um, you know, go home and stay hydrated. Like, they're giving them bad really? advice. You know, really? and also, you know, recently, um, this week, the U.S. Uh, did a study on Oxford Astra, AstraZeneca's vaccine. They said it's 100% mm-hmm. effective against severe COVID, and nobody in the trial ended up in the hospital or died. So it appears really? that that vaccine um, to be more effective than previously thought. And the later trial run in the U.S., which they did theirs later, it found that it prevented 79% of infections and stopped all hospital admissions. And that's the other one that's a one-shot, the AstraZeneca one in Oxford. Wow. But that's the one that they kept saying had side effects was the right. initially. So, you know, when you do control groups, you don't really know if, um, if, you know, somebody had high blood pressure, if they had, you know, a heart condition, you don't know what they had to be in there. So some of the shots like the, um, Pfizer, you know, caused mm. some side effect stuff, you know, to some people. So all of them have their plus and minuses, but apparently all of them will stop you from go- ending up in the hospital or dying. So, mm. again, I'm waiting for the pill to come out now. I'm like, two things. I know to call the health department asking for a, uh, 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 treatment, uh, antibody, mm. cocktail, some kind of treatment, or that COVID pill, when that comes out, I'm going to be the first in line. Try to try to get some in the house, you know. <laughs> like, like, don't take that till you get it. All right. So, um, yeah. Now, the C 
CDC came out and said that fully vaccinated Americans can only socialize with one unvaccinated household of low-risk families and friends at a time. The CDC guidelines said that, um, you know, they're worrying about big family reunions. So what they're saying that Americans who are fully vaccinated against COVID-19 can visit low-risk unvaccinated family members and friends without masks or social distancing. Again, if you're already exposed to it, which means you had the vaccine, it just means that you can still catch it, that it won't be severe. Yeah, that's what they got. Yeah, that's what I try and tell people when you take the vaccine. Yeah, you can still. Because one woman at work was telling me, she said, what's the use in getting it? I said, well, there's no, they say you won't die from it or you won't get that sick from it. You'll get sick, but you won't get where your lungs are clogged up. And she's like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's just like any, it's like catching a cold, right? Like, so if you catch a cold once, the second time that same cold virus comes around, your nose may run, you may have to blow your nose a couple of times, but you won't be as bad as you were the first time because it was already introduced into your body. So that's what a vaccine is. Right. It's it's introduced. Right. All right, so in, in good news now, I know that you and Jay used to crack these jokes, and I very rarely do this, but uh, if Jay's there, uh, I, this is not pointed towards the O.J. Rao show, but they're saying that <laughs> people who are single prefer um, round dad bods more than toned physiques, according to a new study. <laughs> they're saying that you don't have to well, be I'm rich. in the house, then. I'm, I'm in the house. <laughs> <laughs> <Aaron> said, <laughs> <laughs> they said, based on uh, the website, uh, dating.com, they revealed the majority of people have preference for men who have the uh, soft, round body type, <laughs> according to the Guardian. Wow. Hey. You know that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. If, if you too ripped, you got too much time on your hands. <laughs> so, <laughs> we, like, we like to go backwards in time to say, you know how um, they can tell if you was wealthy because you had some weight on you. Don't nobody have that? Yeah. You had no money to be eating like that? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. the same thing. That's what they said. It's a little, it's a little village in Africa where all the men that are real, real chubby, they uh-huh. the women like they love them because they said these, these men are healthy. I'm like, really? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you're not poor <laughs> if, you, if yeah. you have weight like that in those countries. Yeah. And so, yeah. Now, <laughs> now I, I started to save that till later, but I just got a thought. Let me, let me just fill that in early. Because <laughs> because you know I have I have my my last story is going is going to kind of piggyback on that so we'll we'll have to do that one later. Okay. Now Zoom um, said that they will pay zero in federal tax despite their profit soaring six hundred and seventy two million dollars during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Wow! You know you know how they got around this? They are paying yeah. their executives mostly in stock. So instead of giving them mm. cash, they don't have to pay taxes on it if they got it in stock. Uh-huh. <laughs> like wow. I'm coming to America. <laughs> wow. Where's the spoon? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So, you know, um, um, so they said that the success of the company has not seen a surge um, in funds of paying taxes, but they have surged because people are working from home and, you know, socializing because of the pandemic, but they're going to pay no, they're going to pay zero in federal tax. Damn, man, the rich don't have to pay nothing, the poor guy pay for it all, man. Never, I ever. I don't get it. 
I know that's right. Mm. Now, the F-22 stealth fighter pilot and the great nephew of decorated Tuskegee Airmen revealed yeah, that story. Yeah, I saw this story. Because, yep, multiple uphill battle, uh, uphill battle against racism. So, Major Daniel Walker, who is the great nephew of a dec- decorated um, Tuskegee Airman Norman Scales, has revealed that he was forced to leave um, due to racism. Again, mm-hmm. I like the fact that people want to sell that and be like, well, it's not racist no more. It's not like it used yeah, to be. Right. Like, that's, that's mm-hmm. no great... Um, that's a great victory. <laughs> really? really? It's still racism, hell. You don't like yep. it because of the color of my skin. There you uh-huh. go. Hey, you know, New York City becomes the first city in the nation to end qualified immunity for police officers. Really? And they slapped Thank the NYPD budget, which the New York Police Department is the biggest police force in this country. New York City's is. That's how many police officers mm. New York City has. They cut their budget wow. by $1 billion. Mm. So the New York City Council voted on Thursday to end qualified immunity for police officers, which opens the door for them to face civil lawsuits once the bill is signed by uh, Mayor de Blasio. Mm. And that's about time, you know, because people, yeah, police really. officers will do stuff to you and be like, you yeah. can't do nothing to me. Well, now that they know what? that they can, you can break them too, hopefully yeah. they'll get since. Um, their humanity doesn't seem to be um, in the forefront of their mind when they're dealing with people. Maybe they need to go to jail and get sued like everybody else. That's for sure. Yeah. Now, Biden's DHS secretary, the Department of Homeland Security, um, uh, I guess is oh Alejandro Mayorkas. He fired 32 yeah. members of his advisory council, including Trump appointees. <laughs> wow. It's the shocking move for the Homeland Security Advisor Council. Uh, he he said he wanted to reconstitute it, and he sent letters to 32 ousted members on Friday, this past Friday. He told them their place on the council has ended effective immediately, and he will create a new advisory council in the next few weeks. So DHS said it's aimed to create a council, which is largely made up of white men right now, that better mm. reflects the diversity of American citizens. So you know the Republicans are going crazy because of the border crisis and homeland security. It's like, nope, all of y'all got to go. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> he, he stacked it. He wow. Stacked, you know Trump stacked it with a bunch of crazy um, Republicans and, and white sure. supremacists. So I, I want to put that out there to say that they hide, they're hiding over saying that they're conservative. They ain't conservative. They don't like anybody who don't look like them. That's for sure. Yep. Oh, so Janet Jackson's um, Rhythm Nation, eighteen fourteen, and Louis Armstrong's uh, When the States Go Marching In, and Nas's debut release Illmatic are amongst the twenty-five recordings being introduced and inducted into the National Recording Registry. Now the wow. Library, yeah, the Library of Congress announced this on Wednesday that uh, Patti LaBelle's song Lady Marmalade and Cool Kumo D's I'm sorry, Kumo D's Cool in the Gang celebration will also be preserved this year. Man, that's interesting, right? The mm-hmm. library selects titles for preservation because of their cultural and historic importance um to the American soundscape. So the titles have been at have to be at least ten years old. So mm-hmm. let's do a new list 
uh, instead of seeing which 50 players should be in the uh, NBA, <laughs> let's talk about the iconic songs that need to be in the Library of Con- Congress, like Baby Got Back. I think that's 10 years old. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's, Grace Jones, oh, pull up to the bumper. Like, all of them, like, get the, get the start throwing them in there. <laughs> what's my man's name? Um, uh, uh, what's his name? I'd be stroking. Just put all. Oh, like, Clarence Carter. Yeah. Clarence Carter. Oh, put all the classes stroke? in there. That's 10 years old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, put that. <laughs> We're going to have Jay have a, have a list of those. <laughs> so, oh, man. You know. So I, I don't know. Um, You know, and the sad thing is, when I was younger, I didn't know what those songs meant. <laughs> it is only as an adult, so I know most of the listeners won't know. But when you go back and listen to the songs, you're gonna be like, "Wait, wait, what?" <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> so, uh, uh, well, they put in Lady Marmalade, what? Right? That, yeah. That's Patti LaBelle's song. So if y'all don't know what yeah. that song is, "Vous vous avec moi," that's why. <laughs> like, they don't know what that means. Take French. That's all I can tell you. All right. Now, here here is something a little sick because I'm I'm a Prince fan. So the world's greatest entertainer, or that would be Mike. But I call Prince. He is the soul of music because he is the soundtrack of life to me. There's always a mm-hmm. Prince song for whatever emotion you're going through. That's how much music Prince has, right? So on the fifth anniversary of his passing, um. Paisley Park, his home and creative sanctuary, is opening its doors to fans to pay tribute in a celebration of life, according to Paisley Park website. This free event will take place on April 21st from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. in 30-minute increments with 70 time slots available to accommodate uh, a total of 1,400 people. So if you want to go... I would suggest to get on a list fast. Now, here's the sick thing about this. They want to display of urn of Prince's ashes in Paisley Park. And again, I can tell this is not his family, but I just want to say this culturally. Sometimes, white folks, you need to ask black people what's appropriate because black people do not play messing. This ain't Elvis, right? You got to really be conscious about somebody's person. And he was strictly Jehovah's Witness, too. So I don't think he mm-hmm. would appreciate you displaying his ashes to worship. Mm. But they're doing wow. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. because you know that they have a um, the executor, you know, the court appointed a trustee to his estate. His family's not controlling his estate. They, the court appointed a trustee. Which, again, makes it suspicious why they can't find his will, but that's a whole other story. Like Michael Jackson's, right, was altered. Um, but they have done everything, like broke into his vault, started selling some of his music. Like, they are doing some really? ill stuff. Yeah. Again, that's why we can't trust the court system. You cannot get mad at black people for not trusting a system that always seems to wrong them. Mm. And uh, in wow. the past, you know, I did that story that Prince used to have, like, Q-Tip in there, um, 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 Lauren Hill, anybody who did music.
Music, who was really good, who dropped out of mainstream, you know, they went and recorded at Prince. Prince would actually bring them in. They would do shows and concerts. D'Angelo has who knows how many recordings in there um, with with um, Jill Scott and all those. He celebrated mm. black folks' music, and they're all in those in those um, in that vault. And he paid them mm. to record, so he made sure they still ate when they wasn't touring. That Prince wow, paid them. That's cool. That, right? That's cool. Yeah, and so when he pulled out of Warner Brothers, when he got his masters back, he mysteriously dies not too long right after that, right? But at the mm-hmm. same time, uh, Jay Z says on his on his record on um, his CD four 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 that um, Prince. I'm trying to think of what song it was. Caught in, caught in these eyes, I think, but. He says that Prince told him his wishes before he died. And he literally tried to buy Prince's catalog when they put it up for auction. And when Jay-Z wanted to buy it, they shut down the auction. They would not sell it. Mm. And the amount of money that they were asking for, I think Jay-Z almost doubled the amount of money that they asked for. And they won't sell it to somebody black. Really? He has that kind of money to buy it. Mm. Yeah, it gets to be sad. You know, again, I'm, I'm a Prince. Um, fan, so it, it seems really sick to me that um that they are anyway. Alright. Because I'm trying not to cuss like Jay do on his show. <laughs> We're not cussing today. Alright. So in speaking of Minnesota and what's going on in that state, you know, Minnesota Supreme Court um ruled this week that rape victims are not mentally incapacitated if they got drunk voluntarily, is what the Supreme Court of Minnesota ruled. So in a unanimous decision on Wednesday, they said the legal definition of mentally incapacitated does not apply to a person who becomes inebriated voluntarily. So what this means is that if somebody rapes you in Minnesota because you're drunk, you can't claim rape. Huh? Yeah, because you got dropped. You can't say that you did not that you did not consent because you were mentally incapacitated because you got drunk voluntarily. So you are not. You knew exactly what you were doing is what they're saying. So if if rape okay. victims are not mentally incapacitated is what they ruled. Oh Don't go to my Minnesota. God! Don't go to Minnesota. Really? Again, so I don't know woman, what to tell you. You can see a woman drink after drink after drink after drink after drink. She get drunk, you take her home, knock her off, and then that ain't rape? Nope. Really? Not in Minnesota. Oh, not. my God. What is wrong with people, man? I don't what know. What these clowns? That's, that's, that's rape all I don't care how you look at it. That's rape all day, every day. You, you know, know, come on. Again, I, you know, I am not really cool with the death penalty, but you know what I said earlier? I don't believe in that stuff. Yeah. You can't mm. if you're raping somebody or molesting children. I have no love for you. And yeah, not at all. This this is crazy that they. But this this was their ruling. Oh, and you can't God, take, that is ridiculous. You can't really take this as Supreme Court actually, right? Because their Supreme Court ruled for their state, right? There has to be a case. Mm-hmm. That is going to take them out of um, their jurisdiction. Now, you know the Republicans are not going to have a federal law um, about this. 
So in that state, if you've been drunk, if you drank voluntarily, now that's I guess that's going to be their exception. If you voluntarily opposed to somebody making you drink, I guess, then technically all bets are off. You can't claim that you was raped. Look, look, a inebriated. Look, man, if you. If you if you gonna get with a woman, you need to get with her on on a, on a level playing ground. It's just as simple as that to me. Yep, it is. Yep, I don't get that. I don't either. Now the Democrats attempt to overturn um, uh, Iowa election where GOP candidate has won by six votes. Um, that if they win will increase the House majority. So the Democrat leadership is attempting. To uh, further pad their House majority is what they're paraphrasing this is by putting cash into a disputed uh, election result in the Iowa House race where the GOP's um, candidate won by six votes. But it looks like they, just like the GOP normally do, they stopped the vote count early and they said that you couldn't count so many absentee votes, which were kind of wrong. So if they get it overturned, that person is probably going to lose. The Republican won by six votes. And who knows how many Democrat votes they threw out. Really? Yeah, I don't know what kind of pride the Republicans are taking in actually disenfranchising people, but apparently they love it. This is their yeah. thing. I don't now, get it, man. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, um, I know I kind of talked about this story before, but the Chicago suburbs, uh, a Chicago suburb have become the first in the nation to approve reparations to, for black residents whose family suffered mm-hmm. from lasting damage of decades of discrimination practice, practices. So Evanston, Illinois, yep. has established its reparations program. It's the first of its kind in the U.S. In 2019, they committed $10 million um, over a decade to use funding from the city's 3% tax on recreational marijuana. And on Monday, the council approved the launch the program with the first phase consisting of $400,000 round of payments focused on addressing housing inequities. So the first phase will provide $25,000 to um, up to 16 eligible, eligible black residents for home repairs, down payments, and mortgages, or mortgages, um, and uh, nod towards their historically racist housing pro- um, policies. Black residents are eligible for the housing program if they or their ancestors lived in the city between 1919 or 1969 or if they can show that they suffered housing discrimination due to the city's policies. I think you can show that today. Like those, yeah. well, the policies that yeah, they had yeah. actually are carrying over to today. Well, they, they got some, some of the lawmakers are against it, man, and, and these are black lawmakers because they're saying, if you give me reparations, how are you to tell me how to spend it? They're telling these folks how they can spend it. You can only spend it on this, or you can only spend it on that. Yeah. See, they're wrong for that. I yeah. should be allowed to spend on whatever the hell I want to spend Yeah, it on. it's reparations. It's damages. So you don't get to tell yeah. me how to spend anything. But that's why folks well, that's still it. having some kind of control, right? We'll give it to you if you do mm-hmm. this, right? Yeah. Now, California and passed a bill modeled... After the federal le- after the federal legislation and lawmakers in New York and Maryland have introduced similar mer- um, measures, um, private institutions have also at, um, also announced campaigns to to um, to revisit reparations. 
And the Jesuit Order of Catholic Priests last week pledged $100 million to benefit the descendants, I'm sorry, the descendants of the enslaved people that they once owned. Mm. Yeah. So reparations, um, people need to still keep fighting for them because they're still trying to shortchange it, by the way. Now, the city of, city of Oakland is branded racist for giving families of color $500 a month if they, own, if they earn under $59,000 a year with no rules on how to spend it. But offering mm. poor white families nothing is what they're being sued for. So wow. Oakland's mayor uh, is offering $500 monthly checks to low-income families of color, but with 10,000 white city residents below the poverty um, below the poverty line, she's being accused of racism. Okay, mm. <laughs> if you've never watched wow. any clips from like the 70s and the 60s where the Oakland Police Department was going after the Panthers mm. and all of that and the discriminatory yeah. practices that they practice in Oakland on black people, just yeah. move yourself up to what was the guy's name? Michael B. Jordan played him. Yeah. You got uh, Oscar. Uh, yes. Oscar, what's his name? Yeah, yeah, I know you're talking uh, about. I yeah. can't believe I forgot his name. But you yeah. can look at that. That happened in Oakland. They need to pay reparations. Mm. So I'm sure mm. that they're justifying that across the board. Now, Baltimore has stopped prosecuting people for drug possession and prosti- prostitution after exper- uh, after exper- after experiment to stop the spread of the virus. Um, behind bars saw the crime rate plummet. So they were trying to stop the coronavirus, so they put out an experiment. So State Attorney Marilyn Mosby stopped um, bringing charges for a string of less serious crimes in Baltimore last March to reduce the number of people being sent to overcrowded jails in the midst of the pandemic. And get this, the crime rate plummeted. Really? Yeah. So you know how the people say if you we just lock them up, the crime rate to get better. She didn't lock yeah, them up; pretty much find them and gave them whatever, and um, they actually took that second chance and not gone back to jail. Mm. Wow! Cool. Now, so so if anybody's listening who don't understand why black people should have um, reparations, I have like some stories that's gonna get to understand what we're saying. So the editor-in-chief of the American Journal of Medicine is put on leave for tweeting that there's no racism in healthcare because no physician is racist. <laughs> <laughs> he was really? on administrative leave on Thursday following that tweet. No, no doctor is racist. This is the editor-in-chief of the Journal of American Medical Association. Now imagine... Mm. He's editing articles that has to do with race and disparity. He's like, oh, ain't nobody racist. We can't print that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Now, a white teacher who failed to hang up a Zoom call is caught calling a mm-hmm. black a piece of yeah. and says her son, 12, lies because that's what black people do. So the yep. mother of the black sixth grader has filed a damage claim against California school district after that white teacher was caught making racist remarks on a Zoom call. I bet you, oh, here's here's where, oh, so Katrina Stokes filed the claim against the Palmdale School District on Thursday over those claims, which was made in January 20th. The damages um, claim is likely to lead to a lawsuit, according to the Orange County Register, who obtained the video 
of the rant with the educator Kimberly Newman claiming black people lie and fail to take accountability for their actions. That's a stereotype. Mm. That's a stereotype, Kimberly Newman. And, you know, so mm. I'm sure her claim mm. in court is going to be like, I'm not racist. Wow. No, okay. I'm not, that's, I, no, I'm not, I got black friends. Mm-hmm. I get all oh, the time, man. Wait, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to one of those stories. So here's another one. Oh, a veteran, <laughs> veteran radio morning show DJ Rob Lederman, this is in Buffalo, New York, has been fired for comparing black women to toast. And equating light skin and dark tones, like you know, he was comparing the tones of black people and who's attractive and who's not. He said, "I 100% understand why people are justifiably angry." Is what he wrote on a statement. I made a mistake, and it's hard to look at myself in the mirror, but I want to acknowledge it. And he's on the he he was a clip from um, aired from the show. Um, um, I guess it's FM 97. Um, in Buffalo, New York. So he's the Wednesday more. Uh, he's the morning show um, DJ, and he's he's had comments that said that the attractiveness of several black female celebrities. He said, "I will never go to a Serena Williams level, but I'm comfortable with Holly Berry level. I need a little bit oh, more of a lot of still coming through." Is what he said. He's oh, like, wow! Yeah. Gail no, King is not even on his toaster level. Mm, so, mm, mm. And, and then he's gonna come back and be like, "I'm embarrassed and horrified after I after I heard what I just said." It's like, no, no. Mm, mm, okay, so Cumulus Media, the owner of 97 Rock in Buffalo, said that it swiftly terminated him on Wednesday um, because his comments that the morning show violated the company's programming principles. To other on air on air hosts, um, Ritz. Bold somebody and Chris Klein were suspended. It's not clear how long their suspenses will last. Immediately upon learning what happened, Roswell Park, the the world-renowned cancer center, Roswell Park, the Roswell Park Alliance Foundation, and Ride for Roswell pulled all ads and marketing from the station and said that Roswell Good. Park Comprehensive Cancer Center and Roswell Park Alliance Foundation um, – the, um, they are not um, supporting this. So much respect. Mm. See what corporate will do for you? If you know yeah. that they're being racist and crazy, just pull your funding. Yeah. So the, the racist comment. Yeah. So Buffalo's mayor, um, Byron Brown, who is black, said the racist commentary made by the Morning Bull, Morning Bull show on 97 Rock is outrageous and intolerable, is what the mayor said in a statement. He could have been a little harsher than that, but um, I understand everybody else is getting at him. But he he's asking that um, he's reaching out to the black clergy community who he knows, and he wants the NAACP to sit down, and he said he understands what his mistake, but he would really like to, to talk about it. Now, he wanted to talk. Why? 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 Who gives exactly. Talk about it. You should, your ass should have, you should have known better than do something that's stupid. Yep. Come so, on, so you see why black people have problems with this. You you get caught out there because you thought that was funny, and now it's like, you know what? I just made a mistake. My bad. My bad. Mm-hmm. You're uh, perpetuating stereotypes and white supremacy, and you're like, oh, my bad. That's why all yeah, these yeah, forget change. Me. That's why there's reparations. Mm-hmm. So and another one, this woman is in New York City. 
Um, they, they're, she's being called online as Bagel Karen. She defends calling the store worker and the N word after he refused service yeah. because she wouldn't wear a mask. Right. And she, she said it was a term of endearment. So Stephanie um, De Niro, who's 38, she was filmed on the Lower East Side on Sunday blasting a black worker who denied her service, um, as they said, that shoppers, you know, shocked, uh, watched it, watched her. So the Daily Mail interviewed her, right? They they reached out to her somehow. And she told mm-hmm. them that she doesn't believe in masks or COVID-19 and thinks the entire pandemic was a hoax constructed to get Donald Trump out of office. She said, this is all about Trump and getting him out of office. It was a hoax, mail-in balance. Everything it's satanic ritual. I'm a Christian, and I'm not gonna give. I'm not gonna cover my face. Their bagels aren't good anyway. Is what she said. Now, wasn't she married to a black man? You know, I don't know. Yeah, that, that, I, that, that came out later because she says she said no. She said she uses the term in a different because her husband uses the word all the time. I'm like, huh? What? Yeah, yeah. Your husband ain't tell you what what kind of rules that we lay down. <laughs> like, you know, I, I, I apologize on behalf of your husband because you got you getting a little too comfortable thinking that you can do that to somebody without your husband warning you. Somebody may punch you in your mouth. I'm just gonna tell you that, right. that out there mm-hmm. that everybody don't think that of that as a term of endearment. So, right. yay! This is how language works, people. You mm-hmm. get outcomes. Based upon the words that you choose, it is not the person who's re- reacting or responding. It's the words that you are choosing to make them react. These supposed to be in control. Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now, speaking of masked women, a woman in Florida, I don't know, I don't know what is going on in Florida, is facing up to 60 <laughs> days in jail after she pled guilty to deliberately coughing on uh, and um, threatening a cancer patient inside of a Jacksonville store last year during the pandemic. So, oh my God! Deborah Joe Hunter, the three name thing again, of Nassau yeah. County was charged with a misdemeanor assault over an uh, incident at Pier One. Good Lord, she was at a Pier One doing that. I thought you had to. There's a certain class that they allow in that store. I'm just joking. Now, right, right. this film not wearing a mask and coughing on another customer. So the 52 year old pled guilty. Uh, her her guilty plea comes more than nine months after court hearings. And three struck down plea deals. So here's how this plea deal probably went. Hey, she's white. Can she just have home confinement? They're like, no. They're like, okay, she's mm-hmm. white. The community service, they're like, no. They want to send her butt to jail. So she had three right. plea deals turned down, but she's only facing 60 days in jail, but they're determined to send that woman to jail because she coughed <laughs> on a cancer patient who was already immunocompromised because she right. thought... Yeah, because she thinks the world is about her. Mm-hmm. Right, so there you go. That's misdemeanor assault. Now, I know you guys wow. did this story earlier, but Virginia becomes the first southern state to abolish the death penalty as 23 states now have capital uh, capital punishment bans in place. The law is not scheduled to take effect until July 1st, but no executions are set to take place in the interim um, with two death row inmates having sentences converted to life without parole. So, Virginia, it's gone. All right. Now, a police detective divorces 
his wife after she was photographed with another man inside of the U.S. Capitol doing the MAGA um, insurrection. So Jennifer Elal, 55, of Ross Township, Pennsylvania, was photographed inside the U.S. Capitol along Kenny Grayson on January 6th. That's the FBI is saying that it's them. So here's the thing. Mm. Not only are you cheating with your husband, you cheating on your husband and breaking the law and are filming it, <laughs> and you're filming it with the guy who you're cheating with. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I, that should be, you know, they need to add another box to that, um, you know, you can divorce for for your infidelity and whatever, and if you attended the um, insurrection. If you if you if you attend any insurrection, that should be grounds for divorce. <laughs> that's what that's what he's going for. <laughs> you know, wow. Just, just to put that out there. Now, a man 22 is arrested. I mean, and again, I realized that I didn't do the story about the um, the gunman in Colorado. Um, mm-hmm. But a um, uh, 22-year-old is arrested after taking five guns and body armor into a public supermarket in Atlanta. Now, here we go with copycats already. So, oh, boy. They had an arsenal of weapons a man was carrying after he walked into the public um, supermarket on Wednesday armed with AR-15 and AR-15 shotguns and four handguns. He had a gang of weapons. They showed all the other stuff that he had, too, and mm. it was not nice. Again, people are crazy. Now, uh, okay. yeah. now a Florida resident, he's a school, there, there was a school board meeting. Um, they were trying to defend um, slavery during a debate about renaming the Robert E. Lee High School. So this guy comes and said that Jesus said slaves have an obligation to obey their masters, so they should not take his, take Robert Lee E. Lee's name off of the school. Wow. <laughs> One has nothing to do with the other, and I'm sure Jesus did not say that. But <laughs> He was reaching. Like, white folks really want to justify enslaving somebody. So the Duval County School Board has proposed proposed changing the name of the Robert E. Lee High School in Jacksonville, Florida, which provoked what they're calling controversial comments from community members, and that was one of them. Jesus said (laughs) slaves have an obligation to obey their masters. Oh, boy, boy, boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's that's the world we're living in. Every time we, mm-hmm. every time mm-hmm. we think that we're we're getting out, we get pulled back in. Now, okay. <laughs> more, more Florida, more Florida news. A Florida mother has been charged with child abuse after she put boxing gloves on to attack a 12-year-old student at her daughter's middle school. So Edith what? Rundell, she was 34 was arrested on child abuse charges after attacking a DuPont Middle School, uh, attack at DuPont Middle School in Jacksonville on March 18th. The witness told police that that her daughter initially punched the victim to the ground and hit her, and then she then allegedly began to punch the victim who was laying on the ground. And she Mm. had boxing gloves, um, and she, she said, the boxing gloves was glued to her wrist, and she couldn't remove them. She bought boxing gloves. Oh, yeah, right. I, I, <laughs> look, I love the creativity. 
it is just not. We should just have a, a show on believable statements by idiots, right? She <laughs> <laughs> was like, it, it was glued. And so, I mean, I was going to fight her, but the boxing gloves, like, it wasn't premeditated. I just had them. They just was glued yeah. on. Me. I happened to have the boxing gloves on. <laughs> I know why Trump's in Florida now. I just want to put that out there. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, uh, yeah, of course. Fire, now, firefighters in Florida pulled a naked 43-year-old. I should play black or white on this one. My bad. I, You know, I, there's a couple of them I thought about that. Okay, so firefighters <laughs> in Florida pulled, pulled a naked 43-year-old, Lindsey Kennedy, out of an eight-foot deep drain under a sidewalk in Delray Beach on Tuesday after a pedestrian heard cries for help. Now, Kennedy later told police that she had been trapped in the sewer system since March 3rd when she went for a swim in a nearby canal at her boyfriend's house, according to the police report. She explained that Mm. she had a tunnel in the canal and went to check it out before realizing she got lost. And she said she had been walking around in the sewer system for about three weeks before she saw some light in that storm drain, and she settled there. Wow. Okay. So let me get this straight. <laughs> he was naked swimming in a canal and said, hey, there's a sewer. Let's go check this out. <laughs> she gets white. lost in the sewer. White, 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 white. Uh, okay, <laughs> now here is where I want to put that Minnesota law in effect that she may have been drinking. <laughs> so since she voluntarily yeah. drank, that, well, I can't wow. for that. No, they didn't say My thing is this. She was swimming at her boyfriend's, right? Yeah. Where was the, near near her boyfriend's house. It was a canal near okay. her boyfriend. She'd been missing for three weeks. The yeah. boyfriend and reporter are missing? You know, now, this is my question. Because I thought the same thing. I'm like, so he wasn't swimming with you. Did you show up at his mm-hmm. house and he didn't know you was there and you just went swimming by his house? Or did he say, hey, go in and check out that pipe. <laughs> he let her go in there. <laughs> 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 and, then the, and then went to Chick-fil-A and was like, can you give me one of them um, Chick-fil-A meals, the deluxe, and then got cheese on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and <just went> <laughs> Like, oh my God. I, I, can, I can see that playing out very differently. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna put that out there. Yeah, I, um, I, I'm, I'm still, I'm, I'm befuddled at that one, man. You got me on that one. Yeah, that, that is, that is a little hard to live with. We can't really, can't really have that. Now, an Ohio man who's 20 raped the teenage girl he met online and took new pictures of, of her, while living under her bed for three weeks. Okay, so one oh got lost in the God. Jared Wright, 20, from um, Barberton in Ohio, allegedly raped a Cincinnati um, teenager because she was underage. But he was living under her bed for three weeks. It was charged with sexual assault. And um, he was charged with one count of producing child pornography. So police confirmed that the victim knew he had been staying under her bed, but the mother was unaware. Wow. Again, there is so much there. There's so much there that we just don't have time. I'm just going to put that out there. All right. The BBC has admitted to destroying documents related to Princess Diana's bombshell um, uh, 
panoramic interview, despite previously saying previously saying they had no evidence that they did that. And the last story was that Viagra can help men live longer. So again, it says that the blue pill prolongs life and pre- prevents heart attacks in males with um, coronary arterial disease. I'm going to end on that one because I had a whole bunch oh, to go there, but I, since we have about 30 <laughs> seconds left. <laughs> That's why I said we needed another half hour. But yeah. we're going wow. to explore this later on, Elias. But on that note, <laughs> if somebody's Where taking Viagra, they just want to live longer. Dang, well, look, I, I need to go get a subscription. I there, you go. <laughs> there you go. I'm only doing this to live longer. There there's you go. A side there's a, Elias, there's a side effect, though. We just want to put that out there. Okay. <laughs> you want to live longer in the Playboy Mansion. Just want to tell there you that. There you go. Yay. All right. On that note. See you next week, my brother. All righty. See you next week. All right. All right, brother. All right.